0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast, Football Guys Championship Edition. I'm Ian Hart, it's joined as always by the one, the only, Dwayne, The Rock McFarlane. Dwayne, still visiting my lovely mother in Columbus, so still in her basement, but I got a uh, jersey, a side jersey of Michael Irvin now over my shoulder, so I think that makes me a professional podcaster, man. So I think I'm good, I've uh, overcome the pantry life, and I'm
1: ready to win 500k, man. Uh, well, dude. Anytime you have a jersey of Michael Irvin signed over your shoulder, it doesn't really matter where you are. Like it's you know what you would say, Ian. It's a great day to be great.
0: The playmaker, baby. One of the goats, Dwayne and I. Third time we're doing this. I think we picked Laura first two draft slots, Dwayne. We got the.
1: We've picked. Uh, last week we picked eighth. The week before we picked tenth. Tonight we picked tenth again
0: we have swore before it's this okay. starts that we want some Saquon Barkley though. So I think uh, it's going to be very reasonable in round two Dwayne.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we'll, t- if, if they want to give us Jamar chase at 10 again, we'll take oh, it. Oh <laughs> my Goodness. I think that was
0: a once in a lifetime type of deal there, but again,
1: we're getting that happens. in digs. Yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> so where, so Dwayne, I was, I was, I'm looking at, I'm in the middle of two slow drafts that uh, have both started in the last couple of days. So really sick of my teeth in the redraft uh here after we've done a few of these as well what pick do you have travis kelsey ranked
1: uh do i have travis kelsey going here no like like, in this just overall
0: where do you have to be to take travis kelsey basically
1: um in non and sorry in tight end premium or just any league any league ppr uh I think you can basically get him at the beginning of round two, late round one in most drafts.
0: No, like I'm saying, you personally would you take him at twelve, thirteen? Where
1: you're landing on in in tight end premium, I would. I'm not though. Um, I'm not having to do it all the time. I would say, uh, other than that, like I I don't mind taking him. Like we like Kelsey. I I definitely like to mix him in. But man, there's just a lot of people down there at that turn, you know, that I like. So I,
0: I was looking at some uh, player props today over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and the Kelsey over under receiving yards is 1100. Dude, he smashed that each of the last four seasons, barring injury. Man, I don't know. We haven't projected over 1300 yards. I like that over. I know betting overs can be a fish game with the player props. I had uh, a couple rushing unders I liked. Uh, Rashad Penny, I think under 800.5 yards. Devin Singletary under, I believe, five and a half touchdowns. And I like, honestly, Dwayne, not to be a hater, but Jonathan Taylor, dude, his rushing yard over under is at 1,450. So I thought that was a little steep too. So not not trying to say you need to be betting every over. It is a fun time, but I mean, 1,100 for Kelsey, Dwayne. That's a little bit low.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's fine. I mean, what what has he been at the last two years? I mean, right around there. This last season
0: was his closest and he was still at eleven twenty five, and that was in sixteen games. So
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he could have 180 targets. We will see what happens. First six picks of the draft, we had Jonathan Taylor. Er, hold on. I do not have the correct
1: order. You got the first one name. You got the first name right though, regardless.
0: There we go. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar chase, just as God intended. So now we're at the one Oh six right here. Dwayne, that is the exact top five. I would personally recommend just switching Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. You you're still team Jefferson over cup. I will say the Matthew Stafford elbow business is uh, not ideal. What are your, what are your overall thoughts on that?
1: If I didn't already have Jefferson first, that would be enough to push me there. Hmm. That's what I've been thinking the last few days. That, that's so. my thought, you know, cause they're so close anyway. I, mean, I might just <clears throat>
0: hop on. It looks so fun. All you guys that have Justin Jefferson wide receiver one overall, it just looks like a fun time. I'll be well, yeah,
1: It's kind of like, you know, I see all you guys with CMC first. <laughs> <laughs> just re- quick recap for people that maybe didn't hear the other two pods around this. So it is a tight end premium over at the FFPC. It's football guys, players, championship $350 entry chance to win 500k and uh, a playoff race at the end of the year. Um there's also a league championship. Um the playoff race is weeks 15, 16 and 17. So basically the league winners, the league point leaders, those teams move into that round, um even if you don't ultimately win the championship in the league. So um it's t- it's a one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, two flex which can be running back, wide receiver or tight end. Tight ends go Earlier here, just because it is tight end premium, and Devonte Adams goes right in front of us, Ian. Uh, so speaking of Travis Kelsey, he usually goes at pick eight. If you would like him, you're getting him at pick ten here in a tight end premium. This is the move, Travis Kelsey. Or, okay, we'll take Kelsey now. Boom, I like him yep. again. If it wasn't tight end premium,
0: we could have had a Dalvin versus Derrick Henry debate. I think they're in the same tier, though. I don't worry about it too much. Uh, kind of whichever one floats your boat. You're getting a freaking massively upside RB one, regardless. Kelsey, tight end premium because Dwayne. We're gonna. I'm not. We probably won't get one of Cooker Henry, but I'm not too worried about man. <laughs> if they come back, we'll take them. They come back, we'll take them. Yeah. Or if Saquon's there, man. Like it. It is a tier drop off, but I, I want me some Saquon.
1: Yeah, I really want some Saquon too. Um, it's uh, I haven't got a ton of him over here yet just because of the way the drafts have fallen, even though like, I feel like I've kind of been helping lead the Saquon bandwagon. Uh, you would think I probably have like 60% exposure as much as I tweet about the dude and his profile. Uh, this is another draft where I've seen C D Lamb move into the first round. Uh, I, I saw a draft board last night, man, where somebody got – uh justin jefferson got cd lamb to fall all the way back to him then got t higgins and Cortland sutton uh that's the first time i've seen that start my goodness dalvin cook at the turn
0: okay so we're getting one of henry swift and barkley yep in all likelihood i I can live with that deandre swift is someone that i have like no holes in the real argument for we've talked about like does he really have that you know overall rb1 upside Maybe, man, because I I do think uh, he is one of those guys, Dwayne, where we've talked about how bad the rushing metrics are, but when you watch him, like it it shouldn't matter. How how explosive and elusive he is as a receiver, like that's gonna translate to being a rusher. I think it could just be limited sample than anything. I think the dude might just be an absolute all-around baller. And you know, a lot of smart people. Eric Eager leading the restore the roar bandwagon yeah. Dwayne. And look, I'm not a big strength of schedule
1: guy. Hey, look, but let's I- be honest. We need to let Eager know. I, I'm pretty sure we were ahead of him on all that. I, I think we were probably talking about the Lions like what, three months ago? So he might just have to get in line behind us.
0: I look, I'm not a big strength of schedule guy, but I kind of scoffed at the just the certainty with the win over um, with the Lions until I looked at their second half schedule. That's going to be nice for a running back. Okay. Oh, we got Henry but, in round two. Yeah,
1: yeah we're going to we're going to take Henry here just because you don't normally get him. Let's in, go. Unless, it, I know you're wanting him and I don't want to take him at ADP. So it's like kind of now or never.
0: This is two oh three.
1: Derek freaking yeah, Henry. Yeah, let's man. take him. I'm with you. If Derek Henry does not get hurt. If no one, if not a single running back in the
0: NFL gets hurt this year, Dwayne, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey, RB1, and probably Derrick Henry number two.
1: Yeah, I think you can make a good case for that. I think JT is obviously still in the mix of the conversation, too. Yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, and again, we're getting Henry, you know, past the ADP. And so I, I will tell you this on Henry and you and I have talked about this. He's not a player like so would Najee. Um. I don't feel like if I don't take Najee like all season, like if I just don't draft him at all, I don't feel like there's really a case where Najee's going to come back and blow me up, you know, where I'm like, oh my god, like why didn't I take Najee? It could happen, but I'm just not as worried about it. Whereas with Derrick Henry, even though he's older, even though he's had the the surgery, even though, even though, even though, even though, all the even yeah. those you want to throw out there, I do realize and I acknowledge the fact because we saw it last year. I was out on Derrick Henry. And an injury bailed me out. Now, injury was part of the reason we, you know, we're kind of fading him. Like as they get right. older, there's a better chance and all that. But getting him in the second round, knowing that there is still that massive ceiling outcome for Derrick Henry, um, and that's the thing people just have to acknowledge, um, I think. And and for me, even personally, like going back and just really researching a lot of the running backs prior to just the last ten years, because to be fair, like a lot of the running backs we were looking at in the early part of ten year of this last ten year period. We didn't have a lot of elite backs in the league at that time, was what I started seeing, right? And then we got they started to trickle in. We got Todd Gurley, we got David Johnson, we got Ezekiel Elliott. And all of a sudden, right, we had all the we got CMC added into the league, and Leonard Fournette came in. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, running backs are good again. So, like looking at a 10-year sample, part of me started to think, Well, man, really, I'm looking at a five-year sample. We had like five years, you know, where there really weren't that many great backs in the league. The ones we had were getting old older. And so I went back and looked at like the 10-year. Period previous to that. And like, I was like, holy crap, look at all these 29 year olds like posting like 14, 1500 yards. Like, Sean Alexander went freaking bananas one year. Like, I was like, oh my God. And again, we are in a later time period. But at the same time, I think, you know, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, he's not completely over the cliff. Even though he has the carries and everything, we've seen historically guys with the same amount of carries as him at the same age still have big seasons. So we know it's in his range of outcomes
0: last year was the first year that Henry missed more than one game in a season. I just want a more clear system. This is something I think going the next off season, we could really work towards like Jonathan Taylor's injury risk. Isn't zero. I will readily admit that Henry and McCaffrey are more likely seemingly to get hurt than Jonathan Taylor, but we never have uh, an actual comparative metric to quantify that. And we, we don't even attempt to do it. So that's why I, Take such a hard stance sometimes against uh just completely fading guy because of this, you know, belief that he's going to get injured. But I don't want to exactly beat a dead horse, Dwayne. We are now halfway through round two. Big big string of running backs as we were getting there. Wide receiver value uh might be falling pretty nicely on the way back with Mike Evans wide receiver seven. Any thoughts uh after our tight end running back start? Do you think we need a wide receiver before uh we go? I mean, by the time we finish round three and four.
1: I think we're pretty much wide open, to be honest. We can see what happens with value. I mean, um, we know running backs and tight ends go pretty fast in these drafts over at FFPC. Um, we've seen a little bit of a change um, over the last you know week or so where some of those other backs are starting to fall further in the middle rounds, which means the receivers are going to go earlier. It also means sometimes the other targets that we have later, like Chase Edmonds, James Cook, Cream Hunt, you know, even Tony Pollard. A lot of those guys, like, people are leapfrogging, like Antonio Brown and Josh Jacobs, players they used to take first. Now people are starting to, and I, I like to think we're probably part of this because, like, we've been beating the drum on a lot of these players, and we've been talking about, hey, don't draft these other guys. And so what we didn't really want to happen, though, is then all of a sudden, like, everyone starts doing that, and then the board, like, totally gets rejumbled. So, like, we'll see what happens. But I think right now we have a lot of flexibility, you know, tight end, is a position that can go really fast here. We've got a a, a starting running back. I think, um, yeah, we probably want a receiver, but we can really let value dictate what we do.
0: I wouldn't mind getting a second running back if it's the right one, but the way they're flying off the board could be wishful thinking. Could be looking at yet another hero uh, RB-esque uh, strategy, Dwayne. I don't think we got a tight end this early the last two times, though, correct?
1: Uh, no, we took Kittle in the we did fourth Kittle. round uh whenever we had the uh eighth pick and then uh, who'd we take as tight end on our other team uh, we waited on that Ertz? one did we get er- goddard i can't remember might have been
0: goddard or Ertz. i'm not sure
1: yeah i have to go back and look
0: one day we'll figure it out tyreek hill off the board wide receiver nine we uh we just recorded a podcast this afternoon with the always fantastic rich Rebar. Dwayne, the his uh the, his two argument change of mind about the dolphins at all
1: uh, well, I mean, I think we've got to a ranked right there, right? That's why he's at the top of the next group. Once you get past the guy was with the dual upside yeah. threat, um, and technically, I mean, I think we've got Justin Fields and Tua. I think we both have them like two spots apart in our ranks, so we're actually pretty close. Um, but I thought Rich did a really nice job. You know, obviously, I mean, that's what that's what Lord Reeves oh, yeah. does. You know, of course. Of course. <laughs> laying that kind of stuff out for us. Um, I thought he did a good job. You know, of walking it through. I I, yeah. I tend to. Yeah like look that type of quarterback we've seen it in the past they can have blow-up seasons just on efficiency alone we've seen it from Matt Ryan we've seen it from other guys that play in that Shanahan slash McVay style offense um, you know does does Tua really strike me as someone that has that top six upside no but I don't think that's not necessarily what Rich was saying either He no. could end up being an arbitrage play on some of the other pocket passers that, that we take you know in the first 10 rounds I think that's a good call
0: and the question was like, who's your favorite late round quarterback? So, uh, absolutely from yeah. that standpoint, I'm cool with it. And I think that's about where. I mean, I'm not too far off uh, with Tua as well. So, we, you know. So, you're saying there's a chance? I I do like the idea that he he is a cheaper version of the Dak to Cousins tier. Whoa, Dak to Cousins tier, Dwayne. We are officially there. You uh, messaged me, I think, late last weekend about moving Dak down to QB 11 after uh, making the updates. Just a term, you know, just a factor of the weaponry available. I mean, we did see Dak's gotten better every single year of his career. So, I don't want to hold too much from his early uh, season, early career against him now in the year 2022 but we did see him man that one year before when they traded for 2019 I believe when uh, they traded for Mario Cooper halfway through the year I mean things were rough for a bit man when he didn't have really anyone that could separate now he's got CeeDee Lamb so he's at least got one guy he's got one all-star out there and that's great but Dak probably does deserve to be in this tier especially last year after we saw such a dramatic decrease in his rushing usage post ankle break
1: yeah I, and it was honestly it's like and this is why I like doing tears. It's just like, as I looked at the tears more and more, and I looked at Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Kirk cousins, I just started to ask myself more and more. I'm like, what's the difference between Dak, you know, and really those guys. Um, you know, I think Dak could run the ball a little bit more this year, which could help him. You know, he was still coming off the, the ankle injury last year. And, and that's Maybe, why he's at the top. Right. And that's why he's at the top. And we, and we like Dallas's volume, but at the end of the day, like he's really similar to all those other players in that tier. And I just don't see a reason last year. Dak was a major part. Like he was a centerpiece centerpiece in my quarterback plan last year. You know, I put out the centerpieces that are part of the strategy articles. You and I, we've already done, you know, that uh, podcast on quarterbacks, but Dak just, he's not a guy that I'm that worried about missing this year. So we got yeah. two picks till us Ian. I have Travis ETN, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Darren Waller all in our queue. Is there another name? I'll add Brees Hall to the bottom because we're gonna. We'll be coming back around pretty quick. Um, I like all of these guys. T I was hope T Higgins was kind of sliding. I thought, oh man, maybe we'll get T Higgins to slide down to us, but he just went off the board uh, at pick six. There goes I feel, Darren Waller. One I feel like us. I feel like ETM will not be back to us. I think Mike Williams yeah. could. I, well, we're gonna. My thought is we'll get one of these receivers coming That's, back.
0: Exactly. I, I think. um,
1: All right. So I think we just go ahead and take ETN. He'll be on all three teams we have. So if ETN something happens, like you and I can cry together into a e- beer. ETN over James Conner.
0: ETN over James Conner.
1: I like ETN. I think yeah. so too. I'm getting a little concerned at this point, honestly, with James Conner and the receiving work. The more I hear, like, oh, that Eno Benjamin could still. Oh, his. give me a break. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Well, why not? <laughs>
1: I, but here's the thing. Like, How come he we didn't last year? We, we, How come we didn't last year when Chase was hurt? Well, I get it. But we say this all the time about why didn't so-and-so do something last year? And then they do, you know, the next year. Um, I Here's the thing. Like, James Conner, like, he's not somebody you really want to give that huge workload to. So it makes sense to me. Like, if they got him off the field more james connor was really good in the receiving down role last year like he had a really good pff receiving grade which is why i haven't moved him in my ranks yet
0: highest grade at at the end
1: of the day like overall james connor does profile as a dead zone running back like he's not like great at any one thing he's just okay he got paid he's in a good offense but with the injury prone stuff. And if he loses any of the passing down work, like it could really hurt. Cause we know he's not going to score as many touchdowns as last year. Right. I mean, I can't, we can't say we know that, but most likely, right. We're going to get some touchdown regression. Um, so I, I, so
0: I, I will say there's a ch- obviously a chance he doesn't get the same sort of receiving work. And there is a, you could argue that Zeke in round four is better than James Conner in round three. I don't think it's that big of a drop off from. We do have a couple. Just give us
1: James right Conner right in round four, and we'll be all good. <laughs> James Conner round four. In. Yeah, now we're <laughs> talking.
0: But Etienne over Conner, I think I'm ready to go there. That's fair. There's just the the receiving upside is is so dramatic, and there so are
1: all those receivers just went off the board that we had in our queue. Of course, way. that's that's so. how the, that's how the, okay. How the, I mean, that's how the cookie crumbles.
0: Oh, we got Terry. We got got Terry McLaurin, bro. What are you worried about? See. I don't like when you ignore me like that, Dwayne.
1: No, 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 no. I I was making sure I had everybody in the queue, (laughs) right? Sometimes I have to ignore you just to make sure we don't jack up our pick. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, James Conner is still available. He normally goes pick 33 or we go ahead and take the receiver here. If we take James Conner, we can be pretty much done with running back um, or we go receiver. I think McLaurin is the pick. If we go receiver,
0: that's tempting. How big of a difference is Conner versus McLaurin overall? Pretty big.
1: Yeah, pretty big.
0: I'm interested in a, what if we just go Conner here and we absolutely kind of load done up, with, load done of with the receiver.
1: backs and do something yeah. different than what we've done before.
0: Hey, I'd like the wide receivers. We've been able to get middle and late. I think if we're still going to be able to get some better value there, it's going to be drafting on August eighth. All
1: right, let's, let's, let's do this. Here's what I will say: We're going to feel fabulous about setting the lineup week one. I don't know what it'll be like after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our, our week one projections going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Hey, look, week we're going one, leave,
0: we're going to leave the next two rounds with at least one good to great wide receiver, maybe two. Maybe we get a quarterback after that. We can just rip off wide receivers, man. And there will be some there fingers crossed that guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Cobb and Falter yeah, that's Wilson what we job. need.
1: We, we need yeah. some Michael Thomas uh, and, and like, he's a guy that we've been on that no one else has really hopped on yet. Like people still aren't adjusting.
0: What, what are we waiting for?
1: Yeah. So I I'm, I'm all I'm, I'm with you. I'm down. I think we like Michael Thomas honestly was the name I had in my head that make me, made me okay. Just going ahead and taking James Connor there. And again, it's flexible over here. We honestly, like right now, we're starting three backs. So one of our flex positions is already filled. So we need two receivers plus a flex. I I like this. So So there's a lot of ways we can go.
0: Our our last two drafts were like one RB through the first six or seven rounds or something. Now, Now we got
1: three. This is good, and we're just taking value to be honest. I mean, Kelsey was a value. Derrick Henry was a value. ETM was past ADP. James Conner was past ADP. And these aren't guys that are like falling knives where we're just like, oh my god, we don't ever want to touch these players. I know some people may feel that way about some of these names, but I don't. But you and I aren't on that page. With...
0: Darnell Mooney off the board, wide receiver eighteen, auto pick. Sheesh, it's a little early for an auto pick. Eight twenty. Come on, be better. <laughs> be better. <laughs> Uh, after it. after I did one of these drafts with Diego at freaking midnight and like our Oracle, his uh his friend that was supposed to be helping us passed out like by my <laughs> bro, that might be the move, Dwayne. If we're looking for plus EV, like just you know, get some Red Bull and let's start doing these at midnight. I can't guarantee we'll be quite as coherent. Oh, well, I just months. want to
1: know how do you become someone's Oracle? Like, and how much <laughs> do we get paid? <laughs> you're just sitting on the you're just sitting on the couch, just I'm doing gonna be, whatever. I'm gonna
0: be pissed if that team ends up you know going somewhere i gotta give a third that of the team, looks,
1: dude that team i saw it i retweeted it i it's liked it team. i thought you guys had a good draft this this dude slept half the time he's gonna get freaking a third of the money
0: but you know what <laughs> it's fine it's fine we'll deal with that then
1: uh all
0: right zeke is finally off the board middle of round four have you changed your opinion at all on this, Duane? i feel like every august we get a we get a zeke push when training camp starts
1: no i mean i'm look i I'm not going to be drafting him a lot. I like I've said before, the ADP is priced in. You know, here or you're getting Zeke. So I mean, I'm fine with it. He's just not a player that I'm going out of out of my way to to make it happen. I thought what you said earlier is fair. Does Zeke end up being an arbitrage play on James Conner? I think like that's possible. Yeah. I did toy with moving uh, Cam Akers down. I'll tell you that. Like I'm 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 not very comfortable on Cam Akers. I, I know we've seen the big rushing workload from McVeigh, but. The comments he made were just enough to make me be like, OK, like um, what kind of split are we really going to be dealing with? Again, I try not to overreact to these things in preseason because we get this big, you know, bolus of information right away and we're all excited. And I don't want to be changing my ranks every damn day and I don't <laughs> want to be confusing people either, but I try to give these t- things unless it's an injury or something, right? We need to react very quickly on those, but I try not to overreact. So, for example, I gave you my thoughts on James Conner, but I haven't moved him yet. I just gave you my thoughts on Cam Akers, but I haven't moved him yet. Like with those players, I want to hear multiple pieces of information, right? I'm not just going to hear, oh, the first thing I heard. Uh, okay, you got to move James Conner down. Like we want the drumbeat kind of thing, right? To use the Sigmund Bloom, you know, terminology. I don't think there's a drumbeat around either one of those players yet. There's a red, little red flag, you know, that's been raised. That's not fully, but halfway to where I'm like, okay, like it's basically saying, look at me. Like there could be a problem here, but I don't know that there is one yet.
0: I don't think acres has that much further to move down, to be honest with you. I mean, maybe a. Spot but if he was in a
1: 50, 50 split somehow that yeah. would def- he would definitely not be worth where he's going. I think you and I are of the mind. You tell me where you're at. I, I think this is probably still a 60, yes. 40, maybe 65, 35, but I think 60, 40 feels right to me. I think acres will be the definitive
0: lead back. I think the super bowl is maybe our best piece of, uh, our most actionable one game sample, and we saw Henderson, I think, get four or five targets and four carries. Maybe Sony Michelle had a couple carries. Cam Akers led the way, I think, with a 55 or 60% snap rate. So I, I don't think Sony Michelle is really going to be replaced. I just think it's going to be split up between Henderson and uh cam Akers. so honestly i think both guys are arguably underpriced this is a situation where if either one got hurt i expect the other one to completely take over the backfield i wouldn't think that you know they're gonna sign guys off the street in order to make this into a committee or something like that so the only thing that could really make it interesting, Dwayne, uh, would be a trade of sorts. Seems like for now, the Kareem Hunt chatter has died down. But who the hell knows? We did see the Philadelphia Eagles note that uh, a beat reporter is saying that they could potentially be looking to trade for a
1: running back. You know, Dude, if he goes there, Miles Sanders, curtains. Good night. Bye-bye. Like it why else would they trade
0: for him and (laughs) and that's why we've been
1: high on kareem hunt like i don't know behind that offensive line ian oh my god i'm
0: not saying kareem hunt walks into any team in the nfl and is just the undisputed three down rb1 but i don't know why a team would trade for him to make him like the freaking rb3 i I, I,
1: think there are 10 teams where he could do it and they were on my list like i i I put a tweet out on it this weekend and they would be one of my preferred options. Like, most people were like, oh, immediately Texans-Atlanta. I had those on my list, but i had them at the very bottom, right? Because they're bad teams. Yeah. And I just don't see them trading, you know, for them. The, the tweet was mainly just about, like, here are the backfields where he probably immediately takes over or takes over pretty quickly. So, all right. We got one, two, three picks to us. Sad news, uh, friends. Amon Ross-St. Brown is off the board. Oh. That was really, really... The, uh, <laughs> the we wanted here you know how about
0: harman's nickname for him
1: oh i love it uh, Bud Light yeah, cooper bud cup. Light cooper cup that's the best that's possibly the best nickname that i've ever heard for any player in, in my life i uh, <laughs> when I, I saw that i was like that is freaking greatness
0: i had the shotgun and bud line the randomizer last week felt good Dwayne. i think you got sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and shotgun a beer all right we are up next oh
1: and notice look look We'll talk about it in a second because so, we've got a pick. So Elijah Mitchell goes off the board. Okay, so just looking, we want to, we want two receivers here. So I think, you know, we've got several guys in the queue, Bateman, Davis, Godwin, Michael Thomas. We have to take one of them here. Um, I think we both have Thomas and Godwin ranked the highest, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to get two. Um, did, did Metcalf go? Yeah, he did. he did go. Okay, because I, I did. All right, I was just making sure. Okay, would you rather have
0: Bateman over Goblin? My thought is
1: we got to take Bateman or Gabe Davis first, and we let one of the others. We got to play the game of letting one of the other two fall back because we want two.
0: That's true. They
1: could fall. So I, I want Bateman. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't. I not did? Let's go Bateman. Let's go Bateman. That's
0: fine. All right. I didn't realize Thomas was a uh, was that far down.
1: Yeah, but, I think we get one of Godwin. You never or know, what Thomas coming back. But that I'm just and also just trying to help like listeners like yes you have your ranks. But the way you build your team is is you got to give yourself outs to hit the big teams. And if we take Michael Thomas first, there's a very good chance after we pick Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, all the rest of them go off, right? Michael Thomas gives us a chance for one of them to come back. Now he could go right here to one of these people on the turn. Like very possible. I feel pretty good though because now we've got three receivers to team 11 two receivers to team 12 doesn't necessarily mean anything in a double flex. These guys yeah. could go any way they want here. Um, So we got okay. pretty fortunate that Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson went before it got back to us. Justin Herbert also going helps us that, that push. F- we've got a few receivers sitting here in the queue. Maybe one of these guys gets tempted by David Montgomery sitting at the top of the queue. He normally goes pick 46. So this is the dynamic I'm talking about. Look at team three, Cooper cup, Debo Samuel, Michael Fuck. Pittman, DK Metcalf. He basically Come said on. F off.
0: One more. All he said take- F
1: off. It's okay. To all of those other backs we just talked about, he took A.J. Dillon ahead of David Montgomery, ahead of Josh Jacobs. So, like, this is the thing I'm talking about. These people are getting really, um, people are getting bold, right? And they're like, okay, I don't care if the guy, you know, is a starter. And you and I have already talked about this, right? We have A.J. Dillon a bunch of, ahead of a bunch of those guys. But now, like, the masses are catching on. And so, oh, so yeah, nice I know I, I'm, I'm trying not to freak out. We have one <laughs> receiver left in our queue, Ian, oh, no. but it's okay. I'm going to put this one is, more over there. I'm going to put not one live. more over there. This is
0: not live. No one can be sniping us. I say we take Lamar yeah, Jackson. A, if Michael Thomas goes.
1: Uh, no, I think we let the, I honestly think we let the quarterback go. I think we're going to still get one because Lamar Jackson's on the board. That's fine. You still got, you still got a shot at Kyler. We got Trey Lance in our back pocket i um, okay. still got Jalen hurts on the board. I think we need to take one of the receivers to just be give honest. Us Michael Thomas. I just want you, Michael you, Thomas. I, I do too. I okay. don't ask for that much. Yeah. We're just one pick away. Um, and he's down to the wire here. So I'm going to be. Yes. All right, sweet. We get it. Oh, and boom. Thomas. We're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> but again, like th- that's why we had to do it that way. If we yeah. don't take, if we take Michael Thomas first, we're probably not bait bait. We get Elijah Moore. I promise you. Bateman goes, Godwin goes, Davis goes, Juju goes, we get Elijah Moore, which isn't terrible. I had Elijah Moore in the queue. Like we like the player. Right. Um, But we don't necessarily love the situation. <laughs> you so know, there's a, a lot of quarterback questions. Uh, there's a, well, there I'm goes not, the quarterback. So you might be right. So Jalen hurts. Hurts off the board QB three, right
0: where Mr. Evan Silva has him, And heard some similar remarks uh, from Rich Rebar talking about having, you know, at least Jalen ahead of Lamar Jackson there. I'm, I don't know about that just yet, man, but I'm definitely fine with having him in that top tier of guys. I don't think that he needs to be treated that much different than than the other quarterbacks we're looking at there.
1: Yeah, I think people should just let Patrick Mahomes fall in this draft because they think he sucks and we'll just take him in the next. <laughs> <round>. <laughs> but look so, at this people avoiding David Montgomery. Like, this is very, you know, interesting. Like what, what's going on here with the way ADPs are moving right now. Yeah. Um Montgomery sliding down boards, Josh Jacobs sliding down boards, guys like AJ Dillon moving up boards. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe I need to sh- shut my mouth on Twitter, Ian. Let me, maybe that's the deal. I don't know. <laughs> like quarterbacks going sooner, um, you know, Josh Allen goes in the third here, but Jalen Hurts going in round six. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise. Don't normally see the quarterbacks go as early here. And I'm not necessarily, I don't like taking the quarterback until round seven or eight in this format because you have the double flex. Yeah, you got to fill two flex spots, so it's a different ball game. I'm
0: cool with that there, and there's a chance that one of them still slides Pollard right in the six, man. Us.
1: See what I mean? Dave Montgomery on the board, and we're somebody's taking Pollard. See, He's like I was, I was texting you about this earlier, and you Pollard
0: RB twenty three is ridiculous, Dwayne. I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying, I I think the slot, I think the slot narrative is actually possible based on the Cowboys wide receiver death. That's all. That's my main point to you.
1: I think the bigger point is like he's been getting the two minute offense work and drills. That's all he needs. The, the slot thing, the problem is it just doesn't equal much. It'll be like 120 routes max.
0: But he doesn't need you know? that
1: many more touches per game to be at like 15 carries and targets. I mean, what was he at last year? I, I'm just saying, like last year, like if you look at uh, Naheem Hines and a lot of these guys, how many targets they actually get from the slot? Like he was already at,
0: I'm just saying, he was already at 11, like 11 touches per game last year. All he needs to do is get four more. There goes like,
1: Mahomes look it's fine my, my my point is like we're just betting on something that doesn't normally happen and, and you're and i think people are feeding themselves the narrative to make themselves feel comfortable so they can take pollard in round <laughs> six Th- that's what's happening like let's not, just round honest. six
0: is absurd round six is absurd. we're not
1: we're not playing any sort of percentages here with pollard we're just wanting to bet on the upside and we want to give ourselves reasons to feel okay about doing it in round three and this guy has ezekiel elliott on his team already like i hate <laughs> this build
0: you know what, man, I, I don't, the thing about Pollard going off this year, the victory laps would be on like, c- could not deal with it on Twitter. We'd off like log out for like a day or two and just let those people get their 48 hours. in. I mean,
1: yeah, it, I, I don't think there could well, be. Here, here's the problem. I don't know that anyone can take the victory lap. Every Everyone like his ADP is round seven. Right. Someone will always try to take a victory lap. Well, that, that's, that's
0: just true. the way fantasy Twitter works. You know,
1: that's true. So there goes David Montgomery. Um, what pick are we at there? That, so that that's round six, pick five. Yeah. So we're nearly 72 picks in. You know, like, what is that? Like, pick 67. David Montgomery normally goes pick 47. He fell 20 spots in the draft.
0: That's when you take David Montgomery.
1: Yeah. We well, we skipped him for Michael Thomas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we need, I'm not a wide receiver. Yeah. I would take Michael Thomas over, uh, Over.
1: oh, yeah. No, dude, we're good. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you. I was just messing with you. There goes <laughs> Thielen. Well, here's what I like. We've definitely got a different build. Um, I think Michael Thomas is going to end up being one of our more rostered wide receivers. Look, and here goes Joe Burrow. This is actually good. I wouldn't mind. Like, if people just want to get crazy with the quarterbacks here and make us wait around or even have to, you know, do something later, like push something back down this way Joe Burrow going
0: ahead of Kyler and Lamar Jackson now what world are we living in Dwayne like
1: the wrong one the
0: wrong one I guess yeah exactly like I think where you have Burrow is fine put him at the top of that tier with uh, Brady and Russ I I am there for that but when I'm seeing people really pushing him up right into kind of the same range as the top tier man I, I don't see it at all like last year again one of if not the Number one, adjust the completion rate. You know, top five in yards per attempt. Like you can construct an argument that Burrow was the most accurate and efficient quarterback in the league last year, and he was a quarterback ten in fantasy points per game. So maybe Zach Taylor does just you know turn the passing volume all the way up. If that that's his path to it working, but that's far from a guarantee. And I just think that the floor is so much higher with these dual threats ahead of him. So nothing against Burrow, but especially in that build, man, I, I just. That's not the there guy. goes
1: Lamar. So to. we we got Lamar at this pick in our first draft. We got him. We got him in round seven, pick ten. Cause Kyler fall? Oh my God!
0: I shouldn't have even said it. Yeah,
1: he probably won't now. But there's a chance. He just has to get past these three picks. All, all the guys after. All the guys after pick five have a quarterback. You got Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, and Hertz on oh those my. squads. So if we get past these, we got three it's more. very picks. very possible. Yeah. Oh man. So but these teams are built pretty balanced. My guess is one of them take Kyler, but we'll see. By the way, Dwayne,
0: we've gotten several requests about your lovely uh, cheat sheet here. I would like to use in I know, I know. drafts <laughs> might. Uh, so Dwayne's been wondering about maybe ways to get it out there in an article or something. Ideally we have a, a PFF app that is going to have just some fantastic fantasy tools that are attempting to give you all this and much more on the way here. And I don't want to, give a, you know, certain time frame, but I would really hope the next uh, week or two potentially. So just, you know, we, we hear you. Our uh, our main goal is to give you guys a cheat sheet of sorts for the draft. Uh, we'll see what we can do there. But Dwayne, God damn it. Calum Murray off the board.
1: <laughs> yeah. Drake London off the board. And look at that again, Ramondre Stevenson. This person has AJ. They took AJ Dillon in round five and then they oh reached God. two around a on Ramondre Stevenson, who's already probably priced two rounds too high. Has did did anyone like, dude? If, if 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 we have to even talk about Ty Montgomery, that's bad, folks. It's bad, <laughs> it's bad, and it's the Patriots. This Ramondre Stevenson in round seven crap is silly. It's lunacy. Yeah, it's lunacy. Fine, you want to take him around eight or nine as your upside back? Rock and roll, man. Go and for P- it. And Pierre
0: Strong's barely been practicing. Like we're going to start hearing about him soon too.
1: Yep lazard and renfro off the board you know me heart broke over lazard i'll have to scroll so far down my list i want i can't even find him to mark him off do you I mean, one of the best lines one of my buddies used to use when i first started playing fantasy football you know yeah. somebody'd make a pick and he'd be like who is that he goes well i guess i'll write them down so i can mark them off <laughs> like they weren't on his list already just okay off it's on us hopkins yeah that's where that's that's my thought is Hopkins as well. And maybe we'll come f- back with some Kadarius Tony.
0: We'll fill. Yeah. We'll fill the first six weeks somehow. And we're going to have
1: see here. Yep. Deandre <laughs> Hopkins. <laughs> but by,
0: by, by, by the time one of Henry or Connor, uh, just completely blow out a tire while we'll Hopkins come back from. <laughs> That's the key. We'll become a second half wide receiver team here. Yeah, I agree. I think Tony, we hope him comes back. Uh, Evan Silva made a good point about all the, you know, hey, not to offend anyone, but m- m- maybe the age in these drafts, Dwayne, might be uh, up there. So maybe Trey Lance, uh, some of these dual threat quarterbacks that the Boomers uh, aren't in love with, end up falling to us a little bit. I mean, Trey Lance, I got
1: Lance. I have Lance queued. Um, that's just to I've stay got, on top of it, though. Yeah, I, I've got. You could talk me into it, though. There goes Kadarius Tony. Like, I really oh. thought about taking Tony first there, to be honest. <sighs> uh, yeah, and, and but yeah. I was looking behind us, and I thought, let's just do it because both guys already have four wide receivers and again it doesn't always mean everything he just took his fifth hmm. and i like the pick i think he made a i thought it was a good pick you know for his team like we've done that before do um we got three wide receivers now do we take kareem hunt or trey lance i think we could take kareem hunt we could take trey lance um what see it's an interesting dynamic now. This is what I was talking about that makes it so weird. You got Miles Sanders and all these other guys that should be gone that are now uh, sitting here. There goes Miles Sanders. Speaking of. But I'll tell you what, man, like the cream hunt thing. <laughs> we just still keep get traded
0: i know we keep looking straight past claude over it's just hilarious <laughs> man i
1: know it's like every time last draft like every time do we now. do
0: one of these drafts or like we're just like all right i guess we got to move we got to move cea stone
1: i just want to take pacheco later <laughs> <laughs> or rojo like, man Pache- I, the I, I Pacheco, I, I, pacheco I, thing has real buzz um and there's like, a little
0: I, rojo love too from the enemy um i'll try to it might have been um
1: my thought Jack, is of though pacheco the ones it's like come on man like yeah it's looking yeah.
0: i mean it's fine it's fine to take him as a last round guy just but let's not completely
1: forget about um Ro- i did move rojo down. down i moved pacheco up i have pacheco not inside my top 150 but high enough that if you're using my ranks you're going to be drafting a lot as like one of your last picks see there goes chase edmonds
0: what do you think here lance versus Hunt? what do you land
1: isn't this crazy dude i'm telling you like the people we've been naming chase edmonds uh, all these guys are now going earlier, you know, in drafts and people are passing Clyde Edwards Alaire and these other folks for them. Like so James Cook, Kareem Hunt, Trey Lance are kind of and there goes Traylon Burks. That's where I'm at. What are your thoughts? I think we've got the three running backs. Um, but but to your point, like DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing early. I kind of like getting Kareem Hunt or James Cook here. I think Hunt, just because of the additional upside of the potential trade for now, like I would take first.
0: Let's take Hunt right now. There's at least a chance that Lance comes back to us. And even if he doesn't, well, a lot of these
1: guys have quarterback, only two don't. And look, on that end,
0: if if we have to get like Brady or Russ or someone, yeah, it's fine.
1: That's okay. We're good. And there goes James Cook right after us. So,
0: all right. So, to start off this hopeful number one. Draft Travis Kelsey in the first round. Then we went three running backs Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne, and James Connor managed to get all of them at value. Made sure after that to fix up our wide receiver room right quick. Rashad Bateman, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins, and then just based on the guys available, weren't quite able to get Kadarius Toney to fall to us. Got Kareem Hunt, knowing that we're not going to have Hopkins for the first six weeks of the season. We are hopeful that Trey Lance falls back to us in round nine. If not, we were comfortable with the rest of the quarterback options there. I still think there are enough wide receivers, Dwayne, in the wide receiver fifty-sixty range where we're going to be able to get one or two in the next round and feel pretty good about the spot we don't it's hey obviously every pick comes with a cost so you know we need to remember that too but you know one of the advantages taking that early round uh tight end it's always a pain in these middle rounds when uh you know you have multiple positions so much you want yeah exactly so at least when you get and and it's the same thing with quarterback like i i know you're using one of these earlier picks on it but luckily when you take the great tight end or the great quarterback you're taking one and you're done
1: yeah exactly so it's I mean, you say it perfectly. Like it, once you get to this range there like between and we've talked about it. all We've been talking about it, honestly, since like April <laughs> when we, we took our <laughs> we first t- assessment of this t- like way too <laughs> way too early. But like when we were doing the reverse engineering of some teams just to get like an early bead on what these things may look like. Um, yeah, I mean, that was this, that was our sentiment then. Like, man, you're going to want a lot of different things between round seven and 12. Good news is like you can have a pretty big shopping list and you can get a lot of it. The part you got to remember is what's your roster construction and make sure that you don't shoot yourself in the foot. Cause it could be, it's real easy um, to want to keep on going after, you know, a certain position when maybe you need to let up a tad and address something else. So as long as you're aware, you're paying attention. Like, I think it's fine. Did, did we get any update on the issue with Christian Kirk? Cause it looks like he could slide this draft. Like he's been sitting at the top of the queue for a minute. I have zero exposure to Christian Kirk, like in this format. So I didn't know if,
0: if you heard have anything on him? Do you
1: have a ton in best, have a ton of best ball? I have a, I have some. I have some. I moved him up my ranks a little bit uh, this past week, so it would only make sense that like he would now. Christian Kirk uh,
0: is expected to be fun.
1: Okay, all right. Just making sure that way, if he comes back and he's staring at us, it's like we've already had that conversation.
0: I don't. I don't hate Christian Kirk where he's going at, and also as a person, but he's not he's not someone like you know sometimes you see those articles like oh you can't miss on christian kirk this year how
1: could you not yeah pick christian? that's kind of where that's I'm about as act. good as the articles i see that say t higgins is their number one avoid oh. <laughs> i'm like what the hell's going on
0: t. Like, higgins, you, like
1: this person must have never studied any breakout metric in their life avoid t higgins man
0: dude yeah. especially especially i do know what t- that voice was <laughs> Especially like in a draft like this when he's going wide receiver thirteen, man. Like, all right, now you're taking him next to a fellow wide receiver twos on their own team or like number ones just in a terrible offense. So wide receiver 13, man. Again, we haven't like wide receiver eight, I believe.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, he's a young dude that basically parallels CD Lamb and all the breakout metrics. The only difference is we do know there's a guy that can cap his upside, but that doesn't mean we can't have two of them, you know just out there eating you know and look it's not out of the range of outcomes that t higgins is actually the best wide receiver on the team this year like look we love jamar chase but t higgins is really good in his own right um so that's my main point I i think people get too hung up on the fact that he plays with jamar chase
0: can you think of a wide receiver combo from the past that kind of relates to these two guys
1: I wanted to well, throw
0: the, the the last two really, really good ones that are know. this
1: young, that are this young together. Like a lot of them, yeah. it's a, an older vet, like Roddy white going out Julio coming in. Right. Even like, like you, there, even like Brandon Marshall being like Brandon Marshall being older, Alshon
0: Jeffrey coming yes. in. But both these guys I have two young. guys, this that's young
1: is true. pretty wild.
0: That's you. That's very unique.
1: I mean, if you had a quarterback and you were throwing the ball all the time in San Francisco, I mean, who knows? Maybe <laughs> Ayuk is one of those. I mean, we know Debo is. Man, that's
0: it's one of those things, man. But we're gonna have some good uh that's one of our main questions for Matt Harmon uh tomorrow. We're just trying to get a read on that 49ers uh receiver room because talent is there. And while last year the disparity between Ayuk and Debo was obviously, you know, wrong and too big, uh, um, just on the, the wrong spectrum of it completely. You could argue, man, there's a chance that Debo and Ayuka uh, ADP this year is uh, a bit too wide. I haven't looked specifically at Ayuk's expected points during the second half of the season, but, you know, I've already talked here plenty about, Lantz. damn, I've already talked plenty about how Debo's uh, crashed and burned. It's just one of those things, man, where, like, we're not talking about the 49ers or Debo just being terrible. It's just, like, Kittle and Ayuk are really, really good, too, and it wouldn't be the worst thing ever to see the offense just have more of a uh, split approach, and especially, man, when you go from Jimmy G to Trey Lance, I mean, what we've seen, Dwayne, a lot with Jalen Hurts and, uh, some of just these really heavy dual threat quarterbacks. It's great for them. Everyone else on the offense, not so much necessarily.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's the big challenge. <laughs> you know, there's only one ball to go around, as you like yeah. to say. Uh, and when you're in a run heavy offense, and we know people the quarterbacks, forget. the quarterback's going to contribute to that. It it makes it a challenge for sure. So, but all, all explosive playmakers, and there's always outs for people with talent. You know, yeah. that's the thing that. You know, you got to remember, especially once you get down into these rounds um, and later. Like, I stop worrying as much about pecking order, and I start looking for okay, who are the players I really want? Like right now, there went another one. Sky Moore just went off the board. Like, would have loved to draft Sky Moore on this team. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, is one that makes me glad we don't have Elijah Moore. Um, because Garrett Wilson honestly kind of reminds me of what we were doing last year with Jalen Waddle when everybody's like, Man, we don't want Jalen Waddle. He's got Will Fuller, Devonte Parker, Mike sick He ain't getting nothing, man. Tua sucks. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we're like, Okay, yep, top 12 receiver, done. G- Garrett Wilson, early round draft pick, you know, yep. our favorite process. I think you had him graded as your number one. I had him graded as my number one receiver, yeah, buddy, in the class. So. Hey, he's right there with it. All these rookies have been slipping, honestly. Even Drake London,
0: where'd he go in this draft? Wide receiver 35. I mean, Dwayne, I feel like before the draft happened, he was someone that was, you know, almost pushing the top 24, depending on the room you were in. Jameson Williams, obviously, he's got the injury thing going on uh, with him. But Jamar Chase, being as expensive as he was, um, I forget who read, might have been Anthony Omiko who uh, put it out there that, like, he was. The pretty much most expensive rookie wide receiver ever, like Amari Cooper was up there a lot too. But you don't usually see that. So when you see these high round picks, yeah, falling into just almost wide receiver five territory, pay attention, Dwayne. We're
1: almost up. Yeah, Melgo and Rashad Penny both go off the board. All right, do the guys between us have quarterbacks? Or wait, no, Rashad Penny did not go. No, but I, I don't. I, I feel like we need to grab Garrett Wilson here. Is just my thought? Pray that one of
0: Russ and Brady come.
1: Yeah, and if they don't, like we've kind of talked about this, like we like Justin Fields, we feel like he's just flying, just falling, free falling down boards. We'll still get Stafford, Cousins, or, or a, okay. yeah, Garrett Wilson. Uh, my Let's thought go. is go ahead and grab Garrett Wilson here because, like, go. he's he's for sure like kind of the last thing.
0: Honestly, after this,
1: we still Ron, need some more receivers. Rondell, um, I I don't. Like, I feel pretty good at running back, and that's where this becomes challenging. Bro, bro, bro,
0: bro. bro. Rondale, and that completely covers I, the Hopkins.
1: I love the Rondale Moore call. And, like, I think this is a place to do it for I don't sure. Think,
0: I don't think we're killing our upside here. These are guys that could very no. well co- coexist each other. And, like, that's pretty nice security with a 10th round pick potentially.
1: Yeah, I agree. I
0: almost so I,
1: I, I like Russ. I like Brady. I've got Rondale in the queue. Um, we got Rondale over here. Him?
0: we say screw it rondale could fall Uh,
1: i don't think so like if you click over to wide receiver uh in your queue there you'll see rondale is the second receiver on the on the deal like we might he could go right here so forget that
0: all right i I would be down for rondale and if we take a quarterback that's fine too
1: it's funny i've seen a lot of really strong stances on rashad penny Uh, i I struggle to get my arms around it he just went the pick after us kenneth walker went in round nine as well i you know, look, I I think Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker are both good players. Uh, my, my struggle with it is like, really? I mean, you really think you know who's going to get that ball and that we don't really think it's just going to be shared?
0: Well, I don't look. And I don't we've think, got a
1: terrible offense.
0: <laughs> I, I think we overrate the importance of offensive line with fancy running backs because volume and just overall offensive environment is more important. But the Seahawks have a PF's 32nd ranked offensive line. If there ever was a situation that needs a great offensive line for these early down backs to actually fulfill these expectations, it's Seattle, Brady or Rondale, Dwayne. I'm comfortable letting you pick.
1: Okay, so here's the deal. Only one team behind us still needs a quarterback. Uh, they do not have a piece of the Tampa Bay offense. Um that's risky. And we've talk. talked we, we, yeah, we've talked and we've talked about the arbitrage plays. Yeah, let's take Rondell Moore here. Let's go late. Yeah, I like it. And we just need it on this build. Like, the way we've built, I like getting the additional receiver here. And again, every other team having a quarterback gives us a good shot. If Team 4 wants to stay on the path they're on and let Brady go by, like, he probably makes it back to us. We just need Brady to make it past one team.
0: Oh, man. Woo! Gotta come all the way back. That's the thing. Being at this turn feels good to get your draft picks
1: out, but it's a long way back for
0: these guys.
1: Pat Fryman, I'm, trying to, I'm no. trying to get caught up. Did Tyler Boyd go? I don't think he did. I think he's still there. Yeah, I I actually just took
0: him in my uh, Apex Riders Expert League with uh, some of these other guys. We were talking about it with uh, Rich Rebar on the pod, Dwayne. The wide receivers absolutely fly off the board in this league let me get
1: any industry draft almost they they fly off the board this
0: one's almost like obnoxious like you just need to like adjust your strategy for it let's see my first i know no one probably cares i'm filling up a little bit of time here first eight rounds i got lamar saquon and derrick henry boyd hopkins adam thielen and michael thomas Saquon and
1: derrick henry that's it's a super flex no no
0: wow just balling uh yeah. And then wide receivers relatively weak, Michael Thomas stealing Hopkins and Boyd, but I got Kyle Pitts there as well. So yeah, the uh, it's good to put, you know, what we preach into practice, Dwayne. And I continue to really like Kyle Pitts in round three. If the right players are gone. Cause again, I agree. uh, It's, once you start comparing him to kind of like as people can see on the youtube over here like once you get into the Cortland sutton marquise browns of the world and the group underneath that you just start having similar projections and take the tight end and i'm pretty sure the freaking wide receiver you're looking at is maybe not that specific when we'll be back in round four but someone in that tier is almost guaranteed to be there
1: yeah for sure um pits like I, I just want it i want as much pits as i can get <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't been able to scratch the itch enough. Put it on a t shirt. Um, yeah, I do. I Albert O. My, I, I, what is the t shirt? I need to scratch my pits.
0: I want as much pits as I can get. I just, <laughs> I think that would slap. Albert O, tight end 13 off the board in round 10. I, see, that's where I'm going to start complaining again, Dwayne. We'll see though. I mean, the Tim Patrick thing, it, yeah, it's uh, just it's, that it's
1: tight end premium. So that's why you see Yeah, it. that's true. That's true. But I, I mean, even. But it's as his second tight end, you
0: know? Yeah. So,
1: so what are you thinking? Like, what are your thoughts like right now? Like, seeing how early AJ Dillon and Tony Pollard are going, you got Josh Jacobs falling. Ramondre Stevenson has gone from around 11, 10 pick to around seven now. Clyde Edwards-Alaire falls to round eight. That's the interesting thing about team three. They reach for AJ Dillon, uh, not by a ton, by a little bit. He's normally around six picks. So, if you want to make sure you get him, if you start four wide receivers like they did, that's probably what you got to do. Then Josh Jacobs. Uh, fell, uh, actually no. Where they took AJ Dillon was about a round reach because it was going the other way in pick five or round five. and they come back. Josh Jacobs basically falls half a round, so they get value. Then they reach on Ramondre Stevenson by a round, and then they get like a two-round discount on Clyde Edwards-Helaire. So it kind of all worked out. Like they st- they got the upside guys, and and maybe that will end up being the new strategy. You know, sometimes you got to look at okay, well, what if I have to take AJ Dillon or Tony Pollard early, but I can still get the other guys. The problem is, do you want Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Do you want to take four running backs between round five and eight? You know, with some of them being the names you don't particularly, you know, want. Um, so I don't know. I'm just thinking through this out loud because it's it's going to be interesting. Like you don't normally see the streams cross like this, where all of a sudden people are leaping. Um, you know, some of these backs that we know have roles for the upside guys. We're playing
0: chicken with these running backs that people don't want to
1: draft, but it's starting to get to the point where you know it's like
0: Tyler Lockett. He actually went wide receiver forty-five here, but you just start seeing this guy pushing, and his ranks just slowly been moving down all off-season. And I think uh, that's what we're kind of seeing with these running backs at this point. So, hey man, don't hate the player, hate the ADP. Miles yeah. Sanders, you know, round five is pretty irresponsible, but my god, he almost fell into round eight uh, at this point. So, I just. I'm still, I'm still very happy, Dwayne, with being able to get Kareem Hunt and James Cook uh, and even Cordero Patterson, kind of in that round eight to round nine range. I will say, it'd just you know,
1: be nice if all those other names were still on the board. Dylan, <laughs> sorry, Paul, sorry, yeah. that those that those people were all gone. Because what happens when those people are they're not gone? What that means is more receivers or another position went, or someone just reached around and took all the upside players. You know that you want. Neither one of them are necessarily good. So we'll have to think through like what is the pivot, right? How do you pivot away from that? Yeah. Um, or or how do you handle that in drafts? How are you feeling? But this about is the, the pick team? right here. If hey. Tom Brady gets past this team, yeah. uh, pick right, team we, go. this, we got a shot, my gut says they and they're not, they go with Kenneth Gainwell. Let's go.
0: How are you feeling so about that? Someone the team would have to general. double
1: up quarterback now, and they may, because some people will just be like, I ain't giving team 10, you know, Tom Brady. So we could see them uh, still take Tom Brady if we get tom brady here do we just take julio on the way back and just say you read my let it ride
0: you read my fucking mind dwayne uh (laughs) how do you just in general though how do you feel about the team through 10 rounds
1: i I like it um and it's different right so i mean the way we've started the last two times so variety alone like you know we we get access to kelsey derrick henry we get past adp by like six six picks so, yeah. and we want Derrick Henry in the second round. That's where we want access. We get it. Travis Etienne falls four or five picks past ADP. We get him. James Conner falls. Uh, he's, he's picked 32. What did we get him at? Or seven, We got him at pick 39. Nice. So we got James Conner at a seven round discount. Then we just pounded the receivers, Rashad Bateman, Michael Thomas, come back with DeAndre Hopkins. And, and that's a strategy, right? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. We got to go the first six weeks, but the way we built our team, I love DeAndre Hopkins, right? That we get yeah. him eventually. And then we grab Kareem Hunt. Dude, if Kareem Hunt somehow got traded, we're starting four running backs week one. And if if you can hit on four running backs and you get those weekly ceilings that the running backs give you, and I've had them before in this format, like it doesn't always work out because injuries and everything. But when it does work out, oh, my God, like it can be a real thing of beauty. So, bro, and if Hunt doesn't get traded, he could still beat this just fine. He's not going to ride the bench at Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. No, well, dude, he scored 17 points per game over the first five weeks last year with uh, that, Green exactly Hunt. I mean so, with, <laughs> with Nick Chubb. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind grabbing Dearness Johnson later just because if for some reason a trade happens, we get double leverage off of it. At this point,
0: Dearness, I mean, I think he could be traded as well. That's another thing that maybe isn't how either way it's good for Dearness Johnson. So he's Cole very Herbert. fine. Um I I I had tweak all just my favorite kind of running backs per kind of round 10 and on and round 18. I had Chris Evans and some folks were throwing out De'Aaron Johnson.
1: Derek Carr just went, sorry, I have to stop you. Derek Carr just went in front of us Let's go! Two quarterbacks and we get Tom Brady. Let's go, man. That's
0: how far past ADP was Brady. Uh,
1: He goes in round 10. We just got him in round 11. He goes round nine and 10. So I'd have to go. I I got to refilter to say, show players that have already been taken to see what Brady's ADP is.
0: Do not let the Samoa stranglers get hot.
1: Yeah. Well, we're hot (laughs) right now. We're running hot, (laughs) but you know, we took cream hunt. Then we come back with Garrett Wilson and Rondell Moore. So two young players, Rondell Moore uh, being the option that probably really has the potential, the potential to pop for us uh, early with Deandre Hopkins out. So I really like it. I like Julio Jones coming back. Um, I like Jacoby Myers. I like Devonte Parker. I think we need another receiver here.
0: <sighs> Julio talk just... me. In.
1: You could talk me into Irv Smith. I know we've already got the early round tight end, but you can flex tight end. Maybe Irv went.
0: Uh, yeah, a... he did.
1: Ir- Irv Smith did go. Yeah. All right. This is a good
0: spot for Julio. Yeah. Yeah. Round twelve, we got Brady.
1: Yeah. This is about where he goes. I honestly thought about. We couldn't do it. I didn't want to risk it. Both guys behind us have a quarterback, but the thought crossed my mind. Grab Julio. There's no way they're taking a quarterback. <laughs> and, then, and then we just for sure have the stack. But I would be much more upset if someone took Brady, right? Yeah. And we missed out on him. Like that would be more upsetting to me than missing Julio. Julio, I mean,
0: it's it going to be Jaylen real. Tolbert. It's going to be real interesting how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rotate these wide receivers.
1: Look, here's the thing: we're just making a bet on talent. Late, anybody could get hurt. The underlying metrics for Julio were still really good last year. And also, when we go back in time, when we look at the players that have been as good as Julio, I was surprised at how many of them had huge seasons, even at age 33. Like, even, honestly, like even I, if he's somehow, I, Dwayne, I forgot some of these names.
0: Even if he's somehow just the straight up, which he he might be a straight up wide receiver four. He's the highest upside wide receiver four in fantasy, probably at that point. And uh, before you could say, I think hamler with good health but you know now he's a wide receiver three in denver so it's it's hard to handcuff wide receivers i honestly i you know i had some real deep benches last year where i had tyler johnson and like that just didn't work out because it's not quite the same uh obviously as when running backs get injured but it is julio freaking jones they went out what was it Dwayne? i think up to six million on the contract not huge but you know it's about the same as juju and we sure seem to be hyped about that dude and
1: julio's on the squad sir Let's go.
0: That's good. I, I haven't got them on a, you know, still only have a handful of redraft teams out here. But what changed
1: me good was good. laying in bed last weekend. Like I said, staring at my phone, on pro football reference, literally looking up the ages of all these top 50 receivers all time, which Julio's in the top 50 and just looking at how many of them still had big seasons, you know, cause my research I had done earlier in the year was back to 2011 and it didn't speak as well. But Adam Harstad had come to me and said, Hey, you need to look further back. It's not as it's not as, you know, doom and gloom when you do. And once I did, and which is what we love about Twitter, right? And social media and all these smart people um, like Adam, certainly one of the smartest out there um, and he knows everything. Uh, He'll tell you he doesn't know everything. I think he may actually know everything, but like he definitely knows a lot about uh, what he calls the mortality tables, like when the cliffs hit, how likely are they to hit all that kind of stuff. And like just just going back and honestly, just looking through the names, I was like, you know. I think I told you this, and I don't remember if we mentioned on the pod last time. I don't think we did, but I think it was just you and I having a conversation, but how old was Tio when he came to the Dallas Cowboys, when he went off for like the 1300 yards and 15 touchdowns,
0: this one blew my mind. You said 33, right?
1: 33. Oh my God. And he's not the only name on it. There's a ton of names. Like everybody knows Jerry rice, right? Everybody knows Tim Brown did some stuff late, you know, but like, there's just a lot of receivers that still did well. So Julio, the thing is, um, He was good last year when he was out there. Um, And and that's all I guess we can really count. Like, could he be hurt? Yep, he could be hurt. But when he was out there, he was a good player. So I'm just going to lean into that. And when you do it with Tom Brady, like, this is the time to do it. When you get Tom Brady in round 11, that's the draft you take Julio Jones Jones in round 12, especially when you started uh, with a tight end and three running backs to start your build.
0: Dude, like wide receiver 58. I, I know the rounds are getting up there. He was going white. Like, let's see where Will Fuller goes in this draft. That's probably around where Julio was going before this happened. You could argue the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the single best team he could have landed on. So, if that's always going to be boosted towards, that's fine. I, I would not probably be a willing buyer if he would be, uh, you know, up into the wide receiver four range with guys like Traylon Burks, Olave, Claypool uh, and, and kind of that mess of guys. But again, next to we took Julio next two picks picture Nico Collins and Jacoby Myers. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but especially after just gotten Brady all the Julio.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're there goes Pacheco around 12. That's your new price. Tag.
0: What? Stop yep. it. This is this is insane yeah and that's this, what's
1: gonna take i mean that's why i put him nearly in the top 50 because my thought was like i don't want to i'm not totally against taking him in round 12 what but what,
0: come on though like what's what's gonna happen here what if he just beats out well, look look, look it's
1: a matter it's a matter of like where we get right where the tears and things break and and what else are you sacrificing and it depends on your build but yeah, why is he this really why is he going was,
0: ahead of the pass catcher that just started
1: the whole playoff run I think, is, is did Ronald Jones even go yet? I don't think he has. Ronald Jones is still available. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you, dude. I told you a lot's happened in the last week that's going to freak you out. Not Dwayne, freak you I, out. But... Bro, I've been following it. I'm
0: well aware this dude is killing it in practice, but like... My God, is he the only guy that we've moved up based on like just having? Well, great it's the
1: offense he plays in, and and the fact that he is rotating with all the guys just right now behind Clyde edwards Alaire. It's also the fact that everybody thinks Clyde edwards Alaire sucks. Everybody thinks Ronald Jones sucks. It's a perfect narrative. What happens, right? Dwayne?
0: What happens though when the fir- if the first preseason game comes and Pacheco first touches the field in the fourth quarter?
1: Yeah, it'll change everything, and he'll go back down. But if he plays, you know, with the ones for some reason, he's he could go up further. Uh, so, yeah, right. I look, I get it. It's a weird uh it's a weird dynamic. And, and I know you've been following it. I didn't mean to say like you haven't. I just meant like in the draft room when you see where these guys are going cuz I did a draft with Nelson Souza last week and he's a great high stakes player um and we took Pacheco in round 14. Um, you know, oh and and God. Nelson made the call to take him there cuz and he was right. And he know it was over on a different platform, but Uh, I was like, really? Like here, we got to do it here. And he was right. Like as soon as we, as soon as that happened, like all the camp buzz players went off the board, which speaking of
0: Isaiah freaking Pacheco, man, there is a, this is going, I feel like this dude's going to finish like the overall RB seven, or he's going to have 10 touches the entire year. I, I, I hope there's no in between. I want the Isaiah Pacheco story to either be just one of the greatest ascensions we've ever seen, or just be done with it. You know, is that rational? Not necessarily, but. You know.
1: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's it's a valid point, you know, that you're talking about. And the guy takes Jamal Williams coming back. See, honestly, that right there is where if what you're really saying is, man, I'm putting a chip on the Kansas City offense. Why not just take them both? Why not yeah. just take Ronald Jones and Pacheco? Like, if it's such a good offense and you just got to have a piece of it, why not just lock down the p- it's not like you're cuffing your second round pick, you know? I mean, like for me, like, and also, I mean, I wouldn't mind Jamal Williams falling back to us. It doesn't matter. We're just going to take Rojo if he gets here and we'll just be like, okay, guys, we'll see what happens here.
0: I'm trying to find the tweet from that I mentioned before, like Airbnb just came out and like talked about Pacheco and Ronald Jones. And, Again, this is just so based on I feel like this is all based on the exact shit that we promised ourselves we wouldn't be paying that much attention to. We've talked about this, Dwayne, how in the beginning of training camp, it's normal for, you know, a bunch of different running backs to be rotating with the ones. I, I still think this, this one
1: has been very consistent, but at the same time, when you see a seventh rounder getting what he's getting, like that's helping drive it.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: man. This is the yeah, upside is massive, unlike Dude. some of these deals because because it's it's the Chiefs, man. If this was going on, you know, on the Patriots, no one would give a shit. Also, because people already have their take lock. Ramondre Stevenson's going to smash, right? People <laughs> don't have take lock. Everybody's scared of CEH. You saw Fari fell. Everybody's scared of Ronald Jones. This and is, so he's yeah. fallen, free falling. Yeah. And I, I move, I move Ronald Jones down like 15 spots in my ranks. Not enough. Look. <laughs> It is a good value with Ronald hey, here. It, but there goes Wandell. That's who I just put over in the queue. Like bro, now's the time you got to. I still,
0: home. I don't want Rojo here. I'd rather take these wide receivers here. I know it's a great value, but we have four pretty damn great running backs
1: already. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we've made our bets at running back basically.
0: Yeah. Ex- if we can get Palmer and McKenzie, dude, I will feel great about our wide receiver room.
1: Yeah. I love KJ Hamler. That's fine. But I like all three of those. I like Palmer, Hamler, McKenzie would love to come away with two. Agreed. 100%
0: okay looking at the other jameson williams would be maybe the next one i'd be looking at
1: yeah for him like the only he's falling just because like we know he's probably you know he's on the nfi list right now there's a good chance he starts on the pup there's a chance we don't see him till november
0: he could just keep falling so let's yeah
1: so there goes marlon mack No, which one which one do you definitely want
0: which one do you definitely want here
1: Yeah, and here I don't mind. So Josh Palmer's at the top of the queue. So if you want him, we gotta take him. I like, I like all these guys that have him in the same tier. My gut says Hamler's the one I want, but Hamler goes later. I think we gotta take Palmer here and we give ourselves a shot at the other coming back. Unless you like one. Dude, do we just like Isaiah McKenzie more? I want Josh I I want Josh Palmer. All right, let's do it. I like Uh, it. That was a lot to work with there. I, I just, we, we, we uh, need, well, we need three picks here. I want all three.
0: <laughs> I really do want all three. Now Hamler McKenzie is tough.
1: All right, coming back. I like Hamler, but man, McKenzie—like, if he is the starting slot, like, what I like is having bets on McKenzie on the teams where I don't have James Cook because I kind of right. operate in the same area, you know, of the field. So it's like something. I was kind of trying earlier. Now it's harder because like the ADPs have moved up. We, have, we, could, have, have we could have both guys go here. Like I want one of them to yeah. come back.
0: You have them in the same tier. I think that is very warranted. I, I, I love this early 60 range of wide receivers range. Like uh, I, I love this. I love, sorry. I love this early 60s wide receiver range, Dwayne. And it, again, it's one of those, just another example, I think of the things we've tried to, you know, put forward here doing the positional strategy pods and we both have some perfect strategy articles going out there just targeting the right jeez targeting the right range of uh positions during the draft so important here and you're just going to feel a lot better about your overall haul when you're done so
1: hamler i guess i need to move Dalbs up into the kj hamler josh palmer tier (laughs) oh man that's probably fair at least um i moved him up like i moved him up like 20 spots yeah. You know, so I try not to, oh, again, I try not to overdo it. The, You know, I, I very rarely will move someone like 50 spots. Like Pacheco moved like 50 spots. It's very rare that I will move someone that far without an injury. Um, so look at this. Ronald Jones still sitting there. JD McKissick goes, this is funny. I'd be shocked if Rojo
0: doesn't play football somewhere this year. I mean,
1: there he goes. It, it, it would it, it
0: would it would obviously be terrible if he got cut from the Chiefs. But
1: all right, let's look at this ADP real quick over here. Wide receiver KJ Hamler sitting there at two seventeen. Isaiah McKenzie at one eighty five. If we want any shot at both, we have to take Isaiah McKenzie here.
0: Sick Isaiah McKenzie. I, um, I, I you.
1: these are the exact number three wide receivers you want. This is to. what we need. Yeah, this is what we need. No, this is honestly receiver has strengthened between rounds like 12 and 14 off of having more camp news. We feel more confident in who we're taking yep. at these picks now. Whereas running back, right, the everything's kind of changed and there's a little bit of chaos up top in the draft and you have to be on your toes. Receiver has gotten stronger in these, in these what we would call late rounds in most drafts. We're in round 14 right now. It's a 20-round draft. So it's a positive thing
0: and that's why again man i would more times than not i you need one running back i think in the first four rounds and if you can have two and you're not reaching on guys it feels pretty good to be able to just start attacking wide receiver because it feels great to just
1: reduce. to draft a team like differently right than yeah. what we have before yeah um, yeah I'm damn looking all these guys off like when we're podcasting and talking and it's like I miss marking off so many of these names.
0: Middle round fourteen, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins still. All, no, Stafford it, went. But Stafford yeah. went, but Rodgers and Cousins still available. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Again, you can wait on quarterback.
0: Do you feel like we even need a second one? Maybe no. if the right value. I mean, like I feel if the right
1: value falls like round eighteen we, or
0: something
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah. we need one.
0: Would you take Watson around 18 before we got to take kickers and defense? I'm not against it.
1: Like, because here's the deal. Like if all of a sudden we find out he's not suspended somehow,
0: at a like, minimum, his value is so much higher. Like, right. That sounds good.
1: Okay. So we basically have four
0: more picks before we got to deal with kickers and defense here. I think we've done a great job just giving us some shots at wide receiver. Again, started Bateman, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins were able to, I think, smoothly and affordably fill Hopkins' suspension with Rondale Moore. Also got Garrett Wilson around before, and then Julio Jones, Joshua Palmer, and Isaiah McKenzie the last three rounds. I mean, Dwayne, I'm looking at the last three, four rounds of wide receivers, period. And you could argue that, you know, Julio Palmer and McKenzie are the three guys that we don't prefer over everyone else going there. I think that's still some of the edge we can have. And maybe we're wrong, man, but I like to think that all this work we put in pays off sometimes uh, with this. I feel like, you know, when I'm still – because you know how it is. When we were drafting in May and June. It was like – you just felt like you were shooting fish in a barrel. Sometimes the guys yeah. we wanted were always falling to us. I still get that a little bit in like the wide receiver 60 range where I feel like the guys I want are consistently there for me. Not saying that's going to stick until September, but Hey, if it's here for us now, might as well take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and you, you know, different time, and we've talked about this before too, at different times of the draft season, um, you know, there's different ebbs and flows like in the news cycles. And so, you, you know, you'll have different times where you feel differently. You know about certain position groups, like in certain ranges of the draft. Um, Like in some of this, could still you know change. So we'll see. There goes Eno.
0: Oh come on, Hamler! Come on! Look at
1: this! This 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 is like complete training camp news. Team four: Kenneth Gainwell, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Zamir White, (laughs) Eno Benjamin. (laughs) I don't mind his team though. Overall, I like it. Despite all on it, doesn't have a quarterback still. That was probably I mean, pushing it a tad far uh, when you could still get Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good to know. Again, I, I think this this is now our third draft, and we keep drafting a QB uh, later and later, unless we're able to kind of get that right tier that we like. I think that's kind of lesson here, Dwayne. If you don't get don't your guy, <laughs> def- definitely don't panic. But if you don't get Jalen Hurts, who's kind of you know, the end of that tier in round uh, six or seven, in this case, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson went later. So if the top six guys are all gone after round seven, hey, Trey Lance is there for you. Go for it. After Lance, Dwayne, it's almost just like, I know we have the tiers broken up, but really, man, Russell Wilson in round nine or Kirk Cousins in round 16 or something here. I mean, this is kind of like the argument I've been making about, uh, you know, like Carson Wentz versus Tua for a while. At this point, if this round disparity is going to be this big, man, like I know the disparity isn't this big in our rankings.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on it. Hey, just real quick. We got uh one, two, three picks till us. Cool. I've got Hamler at the top. Are there other receivers you want in the queue? I I've gone ahead and put Raheem Mostert and Dearness Johnson over there. Uh, and we, we could, we could easily pivot back and take a running back here. Uh, mm. Running back is kind of weird. Um, like from here on, like those are kind of like the last two names that we probably actually both like. Um, not that we couldn't still take like a, a P. Ryan or something like that later. Uh,
0: the only wide uh, receiver.
1: And and man, I'm 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 trying to mark this list off as good as I can. So
0: Robbie's I mean, gonna fall a little bit. I still don't hate Fuller at the right price.
1: Dearness just went right in front of us.
0: Okay, that's that's so
1: most I think Hamler's the easy pick if he's there. Yes. And Raheem Mostert goes in front of us. We got all we three of Hamler. them. Let's yes. go. That's free. See, again, like case. if you were just reading my rankings and you were not looking at my tiers and then not also paying attention to ADP, I know it feels like a lot, folks, but like if you really want to like get good at drafting. Those are like all the elements you have to have. And so even though KJ Hamler was at the top of the tier, ranked 143, McKenzie's 146, they had a 20-spot difference in ADP. If you want any shot at getting them both, you take McKenzie. And oh, guess what? You put them in the tier together because you feel similar about them. You like both. So when you have a tier like that, you take the player with a higher ADP first. Then you give yourself a shot. You know, so it's kind of cool like because we talked through that live and then to let people see like how it kind of played, how you give yourself a chance for it to play out. And we we did it twice, actually, already in the draft. We did it earlier uh, by letting Michael Thomas go by and come back to us.
0: It worked out, my friend.
1: But these are little things like a lot of people don't do. Like, I, I, I mean, people a lot of times will ask me to help them with drafts. And I, you know, my first thing I ask them is like, well, how do you, how do you like get set up for the draft? I don't even ask them about their list. I don't ask them about anything. Like, like what's your, like, how do you set yourself up to draft? I got like four magazines. I got this. I got that. I'm like, okay, I'm not like, can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I've already heard enough. Like you got to have like two things you're looking at. You got a draft board, you got your tier, well, three things. And then you got your draft room and you got to have ADP available to you. Uh, preferably like the most up-to-date adp and the cool thing all these sites do all this stuff for you now like you can you can pop out a draft board you can see the adp so do you have a thought here one pick till us do i have a thought
0: i'll say his
1: name (laughs) let's see here Hayden Hurst is at Hayden Hurst is at the top my problem here look I like Hayden Hurst you you don't want to say his name because you're worried you're Ian's in fear that he could be ignored again and he can't take it no (laughs) um I just don't know how he like ever pops like with the upside um on on the team but I think
0: I think if one of the big two wide receivers got hurt we could really see him start flirting with a weekly top 12.
1: Yeah, if we don't, if there's no running back you like, like I, I believe running back's the better play. Okay. I think throwing darts on running back here is, is better. Oh, Jarek already uh, got Jarek went. God damn it. But Sony's here. Uh Trey Sermon. Like I know these are weird names, but we have to get their training camp. Oh. Like running backs can get hurt. Gus Edwards goes. Daryl Williams, Sony Michelle. um, these Trey Sermon, Pierre Strong Jr., those Time are all gone. potential names. Will Fuller would be a name.
0: We go wide receiver.
1: Uh, Robbie Anderson would be a name.
0: Do you like Robbie or Will Fuller?
1: I think and Robbie, I, right. I, I, I like Robbie, but I Fuller has the chance to sign with a better team. Robbie's clearly going to be behind DJ Moore and the quarterback. You know, I know Baker's better, but I don't know. R- R- I, well, Robbie's ADP probably. Unless he randomly
0: gets traded. I feel like Fuller has Fuller's the one that's most likely to go up. He's gonna move up. Let's go with Fuller. All right. Will Fuller and Julio on the same damn team.
1: Okay. Done it. done it. receiver, probably. We 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 need a kicker, we need a defense, and we need to. we'll take some darts at running back. All right. I probably don't need and another beer. I got beer. Hayden Hurst in the in the queue.
0: I probably don't need another beer, but I'm gonna get one anyway. Uh yeah, between, go get can it. You, can you
1: hold it down? Yeah, Thank I'll you. yeah, I'll do a I'll do a recap so far. <laughs> All right, cool. So off the top, we had pick 10. We start with Travis Kelsey. This is a tight end premium league. Come back with Derrick Henry, uh, again, at a discounted ADP. Travis Etienne going several spots past ADP. James Conner, several picks past ADP. We can start up to four running backs. So we have three, one of them in the flex. Then we come back and we hit on the wide receivers with Rashad Bateman and Michael Thomas. Actually, I have Michael Thomas ranked higher than Rashad Bateman, but we decided to go ahead and go with Bateman first to give ourselves a chance to get two out of the guys that we really wanted. That ended up working out nicely for us. Getting Michael Thomas to fall back, uh, we still I have I have Thomas's medium projection at 120 targets for the season, but an upside still over 150. Um, so just a guy where we needed to swing on a high outcome possibility, given the way we started our draft, come back with Deandre Hopkins, who we're getting at a discount because we know he's going to miss six games. But given how we started the team, like once this team's really going, if we can keep the running backs healthy, um, it's going to look really good. Um, we do have some older players on this team. That's one thing I would mention. We've got Derrick Henry. We've got Travis Kelsey. We've got Hopkins. We've got Michael Thomas. Now, none of these guys are like ancient, but you know, they're all at an age where we could be at some risk there. Uh, come back with cream hunt and round eight, Scored 17 points per game last year with Nick Chubb. We could have a potential trade scenario happen. Uh, we could have a scenario where, De- where Dearness Johnson gets traded as well. Um, so just a lot of potential outs. We could start four running backs. He could potentially start for DeAndre Hopkins the first six weeks. Come back with Garrett Wilson and Rondell Moore to infuse some youth into the team. Rondell Moore will be playing that slot for Christian Kirk. And over those first six games without DeAndre Hopkins, he could really be much more involved. So that's nice. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you know, Early first round pick in the NFL draft, falling around nine. Always a good equa- equation to take a swing on. And so he was mine and Ian's number one graded wide receiver in the draft. And we played the board. We knew that only one quarterback was rem- only one team still needed a quarterback. Going back the other way in round ten, we knew there was a chance Brady falls to us. In round eleven, we just needed to avoid to avoid team four taking one or someone double tapping quarterback. So again, like paying attention to your board, getting a read. We knew we needed the receiver. We let it slide on Brady. It works out, and he comes back because of the way the board's set up. And then because of that, we wanted to go ahead and take our stab on Julio Jones. We talked about how some of these old receivers can still really pop. Julio's got to stay healthy. But you want it on the team where you get Brady. And then we just kept nailing receivers. Josh Palmer, wide receiver three for the Chargers, uh, but really the handcuff probably to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen if something happens. He's he's gonna change roles. Isaiah McKenzie leading the slot competition for the Bills, who are pass happy. KJ Hamler now the starting slot receiver for the Broncos with Tim Patrick out, and then Will Fuller, who's been rumored to multiple teams. He could still end up in a good situation. He's a field stretcher, so we really did attack receiver after starting heavy at running back, and that's what we focused on in the construction. So really like the team. Ian, I was saying before you got back, we do like one thing. When I look at the team, we do have some older players. We've got Kelsey. We've got yeah. Henry. We've got uh, Michael Thomas. We've got Hopkins, not ancient players. Kelsey, you could say is technically like borderline ancient, you know, but not for a tight end. Um, you know, we got Julio, but we did a nice job. I thought later adding Wilson, Rondell Moore, Joshua Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, um, fuller, you know, he's more middle age for an NFL player. So, that would be the only thing but at the end of the day like i i like the way that the draft's gone so far.
0: And all those guys i think were that really got priced in. I mean round 2 Derrick Henry, 8 days yes. of the week. I mean even James Conner going round 4 and you know RB6 team. Thomas Hopkins round 6, round 7. We got older players but they're all being priced like the older players. So that's okay and like you said we got the younger players to go complement that. So hey When uh, RB heavy and got the round one tight end here, Dwayne, again, I really think that rounds 12 through, I mean, look at the players going in rounds 12 through 16. I mean, here are the running backs, James Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, do love him. Marlon Mack, McKissick, Drake, Samir White, Chris Evans, Ronald Jones, Deontay Foreman, Eno, Hassan Haskins, Dearness Johnson, Raheem Mostert, Derek McKinnon. I feel like those are way bigger dart throws than the wide receivers we're taking around here, Dwayne. Like these wide receivers are, in terms of Palmer, McKenzie, and Hamler, I mean, these are the probable starting number three wide receiver and loaded offenses that could have far bigger upside if even one injury happens. We're on the clock, but I really like the way we've attacked these wide receivers at the end.
1: Yeah, so real quickly, so Denver defense gets to start with Seattle and Houston means we don't have to make a pickup in the first two weeks. And we're going to stomp somebody with our defense. Then San Francisco. I think we take one of these here. Uh, You get Chicago, then Seattle. Um, So it's really just a matter of which defense you like better. I love the start for both. (laughs) You don't think we should. I want to take one of them here just because uh, like looking at the tiers and where we're at. um, We're like Trey sermon. I think we can get Trey Sermon or whoever coming back. I mean, it's fine. If you want to take Sermon, I I, I like the defense here just because I don't have to mess with it, and I manage 50 teams. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'll, I'll take Trey Sermon if that's who you want. Uh, Let's
0: go Trey Sermon, go. man. I feel like All we right, can – Got it. If we get the Bengals or something, I just think we can, yeah. we can find a defense in the last two rounds. And, yeah, if we got to cut it after week one – I still think we can probably find another one that's going to be okay for week two. I would like I've, to
1: take the defense coming back here. To be honest, like I would like to take one of those two. I've been studying the defenses a little more, like since we talked last time.
0: If you if you but, really believe like Denver is well, like just, a, dude,
1: it's just a it, in your first few games. It who, who they have again. It, it really can make a difference, like in if you win the game or not. Um, and oh. we're going to be waiting on Hopkins. So you've got Seattle and Houston in the oh first God. two weeks for Denver. You know it's what? Like 40, it, for if the it, 49ers, you've got uh, Chicago and Seattle. Wow. you know, yeah, so that's why I like them. Like, it's If there ever was going to be an exception, like.
0: it's this. Okay, that's yeah. fine.
1: And they get the two matchups right out the gate. But that's I do like, like getting uh, Trey Sermon onto the squadron. Uh, Trey Sermon, yeah. it would be oh, – man, I would love Trey Sermon to have a comeback story this year. I mean, we love TDP. Yeah. But, man, I, I was so in on Sermon last year. <laughs> uh, you know, as much Sermon as I drafted, I'm surprised how many leagues I won. I managed to overcome. He was a six-round pick, so it wasn't like a death blow. Mm-hmm. But I had him as my RB2 quite a bit. Twain. So there goes Denver.
0: Well, Dwayne, I, uh, I you know, I was all aboard the Raheem Mostert over Trey Sermon train. And uh, yeah, didn't didn't end up mattering. Okay, so San Francisco. So came. there
1: goes Watson. That solves your problem on Watson. That's um, fair. The only other thing I can say is Team 4 doesn't have a quarterback if you just want to take Justin Fields. But I'd rather take the 49ers hmm <laughs> i shouldn't have mentioned dude that let's let's fuck you.
0: him over let's fuck him over
1: we, we, we wait did fields, phil, did fields go phil fields went fields went so we're good we don't have to worry about it okay. yeah, fields so. is already gone too
0: like wouldn't that right, have smooth. been decent strategy like just to take fields from him at that point yes yeah. yes
1: all right so i grabbed i went ahead and grabbed the 49ers here because uh fields is gone we would have gone ahead and taken him you, would, yeah. you could have talked me into that Fields went round 16. Okay, we're fine. See, we got more quarterbacks going this draft than last one. Jameis Winston went. Trevor Lawrence is already gone. Justin Fields is gone. Deshaun Watson just went in round 18, which we took him before that in the last draft. So, but two, what's funny, Tua's still sitting there. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, got, I think Tua could be a
0: really good real life quarterback, but he just does not profile as a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, He's, but at
1: least from his weapons alone, I, I, I mean, I would probably take him over. Look, I got Trevor Lawrence and him. What right about each other? Oh, what about but, Jimmy G's weapons? It didn't matter. I'm with you. We talked about this with Rich. I, yeah. I, I agree. You're right. I, I think that's fair. So that's, with Matt Ryan, it did one year. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the, it's like, it the, could go, it could go well. It
0: it may not Dude, that. Matt Ryan season is so freaking crazy. He averaged like, I think it's like 9.6 yards per attempt. Like it, he they didn't even throw the ball that much, bro. It was just like the most efficient season you've ever, ever seen 9.3 yards
1: per attempt. That year, so, so who do you think is can is Dude, Tom Brady tight end? He almost threw you know, for
0: He almost threw for five thousand yards on freaking five hundred thirty four attempts. Look, they weren't even that pass happy, and oh, good for them.
1: uh I think it's Kyle Rudolph. Okay, I'm just going to throw the name in the queue. We don't have a, a second tight end. We have Tom Brady. So, so there goes Tua to the team that's waited. Uh, on, do you uh do you agree on quarterback? With what?
0: Do you think it's Kyle Rudolph?
1: If you I just think I, you've probably got the my thought is this Kyle Rudolph is gonna have the better chance to be on the field all the time. Cameron Cameron Braid is their move tight end, he's the F tight end. Um so I, I think if there's a guy that's gonna be out there all the time, I don't know that that's gonna mean Rudolph is really involved. But if I've got Tom Brady on my team, I'm willing to take a shot on either one. Uh, my problem for is, Braid is like does when, when you have matter.
0: Oh, Taysom Hill went. Okay. I was gonna vouch for Taysom Hill if
1: he was. He uh, yeah, had. I would have. I would have gone with Taysom Hill. I would have gone with Taysom Hill over that stack. You could have talked me into that easily. That's. You all. could talk me in. Honestly, you could talk. I, honestly, what are we doing? Trey McBride is a much better bet. Like, because what if something happens?
0: Uh, I don't know, man. Max, no, Williams dude. Is there. Look, look, yeah,
1: it's a way better bet because of his upside. His upside is so much higher than Kyle Rudolph. If something He's a happens, rookie to tight end. I
0: don't doesn't know. Doesn't matter that.
1: if Zach if Zach Ertz gets hurt in the preseason. Like Trey McBride's an easy cut for us. But if something happens, now's the time you take Trey McBride. You don't take Trey McBride in your draft that happens the day before the regular season opens. You take Trey McBride in your draft that you're doing before one single preseason game has been played, and a lot of crap can happen. uh, Any, any, what do you have? Do you have any thoughts on this Daniel Bellinger guy? It sounds like he's definitely the starter for the Giants, and he's got that athletic profile. I think he's going to
0: be the. I think he's going to be the starter in terms of like he plays fifty percent of the offensive snaps I could be wrong we'll just otherwise I don't know man they have Ricky Seals Jones and also um Jordan Aikens they're two guys that but that's kind of my part point of like role. neither one of
1: those guys do that oh, much but, for us
0: but who the hell is Daniel Bellinger like
1: overall well, yeah but I, yeah but dude in a situation like that of uncertainty I'm definitely betting on the young guy like we know what RSJ is we know
0: what yeah, a, Aikens is like
1: Bellinger could still like he could surprise us and he's in a situation where like the depth chart isn't that good. Rookie tight ends are dead to me
0: unless your name is Kyle Pitts. Nothing. Yeah. Well, they
1: shouldn't be in tight end premium. Like you're going to have to adjust. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you like, Dude, I tried to get you to take Aiden Hurst.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now you want to talk to me about Daniel. Bellinger?
0: <laughs> okay. What about like Logan Thomas who, is not going to give us anything the first six weeks of the year, but he could I be know. someone that's up there by the end. We, we don't have an IR. We'll, we'll
1: cut him right? anyway. That's why I like the other guys better right now. Cause, cause Logan Thomas, yeah. we're, we won't be able to afford to keep. We'll have to cut him. Like, I just want one of these guys that makes it super easy. that we're like, Oh my God, glad I got Trey McBride. Like, like if Ertz legit went down tomorrow and I looked and saw that we had Trey McBride in round 19, I would be elated. Is there a zero, is there a 0% chance that Mo Alley Cox
0: runs around 80% of Matt Ryan's dropbacks?
1: I don't think there's a 0% chance for sure.
0: And I mean, if they're going to
1: take a kicker and we, and our other <laughs> spot is open, so it can be tight end, It could be out another of, running back.
0: Like out of all these tight ends here, like Mo Alley Cox is the only, and this might not be a reason to pick a guy, but like Mo Alley Cox is the one you could throw out there and, you know, feel pretty decent about the touchdown coming on three or four targets.
1: But if I we're just like to the talent profile case. better, yeah. than McBride. And we're banking on an injury. We're trying to hit big. Like I, I feel like Mo Ali Cox is like probably not going to hit big. Like Trey McBride's probably not either. But if something happened to Zach Ertz, I can promise you this: like Trey McBride will be like around 11 pick in this format, yeah. right? Mo Ali Cox, will be able to get at this price like all along. And think about it: like Trey McBride makes an easy cut. Uh, cause we'll probably listen, something's probably going to happen. We're going to have, we're going to have to pick up somebody before the season even starts. Do you think a tight end, a tight end
0: handcuff is like, why not take a running back handcuff here?
1: Uh, it's it's just, it's just the format and, and that I like Trey McBride. Like he's a second round pick. He's a very athletic receiving tight end. I, I really like it. I mean, if there's a, if there's a running back that you really like here, the only I ones mean, I'm
0: looking at are the Bengals guys. If Joe Mixon went down, that would be the.
1: Yeah, I like those two. Uh and I don't I think the only one available is Samaji.
0: Okay, Evan Sikhan. Is he? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, Evan's yeah, on Ab- Route Ab- 14. My God. Yeah. Chill out, people. That's what I mean. Like I miss some of these names. All right. You're a smart guy, join. If you're that no, I like both of those picks. Okay. I I like uh I like Trey McBride. I like Samaji. I mean, we got to take a kicker with one of these other, with one of these picks.
0: Don't remind me.
1: Vilas Jones.
0: Now nah, we hear the this receivers.
1: Alexa's telling you like what the town of Maji is. She thought I said, <laughs> Alexa, where's the town of Maji?
0: All right. We got to go travel to Maji. If uh, Alexa, stop. If, if we win, <laughs> if we win the title with this one, we got to go travel to Maji. Dwayne. Cameron Bray and Rob Gronkowski off the board before Kyle Rudolph
1: I think that I think that tells us that we should take Trey McBride those two tight ends going right in front of us it's like a it's like a it's like a signal from do the lo- from the heavens
0: go ahead and do it but if Joe Mixon gets hurt I'm gonna travel to Dallas and just oh, so I get Girl you to Scout come to Dallas if
1: yeah. you really want P Ryan I'll go with it like that's the one player I would take over Trey McBride take Trey McBride
0: It's not bad, Dwayne. We'll get a kicker. It's not bad, Dwayne. If we make it to round nineteen before
1: we had any real sort of like, we need some. Well, we need some. (laughs) Like it's good. Like people want to hear some Some real. Some and here's the thing. Like at the end of the day, like the answer that ends up being right, the only answers that are really right, right, is if Zach Ertz or Joe Mixon gets hurt, and like we have no clue which one of those will happen. (laughs) By the way, I
0: appreciate. We don't want either one to happen. I appreciate you not putting in kicker tears into the sheet.
1: (laughs) I don't. <laughs> well that's because i don't have any kicker tears
0: I, I would be upset otherwise i just take the uh rest of the t- spoiler I, I take the rest of pffs consensus kicker rankings and publish them as my own that's my process <laughs> for kickers. that's what i do <laughs> Oh i'm just like i'm always the thing is like i I know i'm i I just i I refuse to care about kickers and i know if i like like i don't want to mess up like nathan i don't know what the hell nathan and kevin and you do so i'm like i'm not gonna let my i I, I don't do it okay
1: (laughs) i don't do it and i just hope no one ever notices like i just (laughs) like someone else is doing it i don't need to do it all right right, so i've really been going after uh jason sanders with miami just because we like the offense and i'm I don't like those kickers from that offense. Great. The only time I cared about a (laughs) don't even talk to me, Dwayne.
0: I I forgot. Bad move. Um, You know, hey, you don't leave a kicker. You got to get him. You got to start him. I get it. I I accidentally left a kicker. I think he was like a Sunday morning IR move. Like I want to say, I actually had like somewhat of an excuse. I still beat the kicker expert himself, Denny Carter with a kicker on IR. Like that was my peak moment of kickers, Dwayne. I wish I could just never deal with them again. But alas, hey, we've done it. Another football guys championship draft. Dwayne, you want to talk through the uh 20 rounds of goodness, and I will look through the other teams and give our runner up award to because obviously, you know, we got we gotta get the goal got to gotta get the goal to the uh Samoa Stranglers, of course, with a Z, with a Z. Yeah.
1: Uh why don't you go ahead and hit it? Uh, like I just I just talked to everybody through. Fine, it. all right. I'll I'll go through it. <laughs> I want I want to hear your thoughts.
0: I'll go through it. You find the runner off team, Dwayne. Fine if that's how it's going to be. Okay, with our squad, got our QB round eleven. Just one QB, Tom Brady, and again, big takeaway here on this draft was just that. We have the top six tier that we've talked about, you know, going from Allen Herbert, Hertz, Mahomes, Burrow, not Burrow, excuse me, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray, having those guys, you know, going in a tight end premium draft round six or seven. That's fine if you want them there, but really was striking to see, you know, the start of the next kind of pocket passer tier. Russell Wilson going at the turn in round nine. And then, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins going all the way in round 15. So takeaway here is that, you know, you can afford to be patient potentially in redraft. With these pocket passers, because the tier extends into quarterback fourteen or fifteen, so teams are not going to load up in these sharp drafts on multiple quarterbacks, or at least I don't think. Like you have a couple of them to spare, Dwayne, and even with Justin Fields sitting there, I do think there's room to potentially wait as late as round fifteen or sixteen, like you know some of these teams were able to to get your first quarterback. I think lucky for us though, no one really took advantage of that late quarterback round value. Ended up being Cousins, Fields, and Rogers all going to teams that already had quarterbacks to begin with, so that's good for us. Uh, Tight end, Travis Kelsey, round one, and completely done with it until we had, had to get Trey McBride in round 19. Dwayne would not shut up about it, but that's okay. (laughs) We are only one injury away from him booming up there. Just, you know, superhero on steroids, RB, I guess you call this beard, uh, call this build with uh, Derek Henry, Travis, ETN, James Connor, at rounds two through four. Also got nice value on Kareem Hunt in round eight. One more dart with Trey Sermon in round 17. Fine with that. And then, you know, all these moves again, just having a quarterback that could easily be a top five quarterback as early as, you know, week two or week three, a tight end. That's going to be the tight end one three running backs that I think could vie for top 15 weekly status. Kareem hunts one trade away from being there. We had to take a lot of shots at wide receiver, but I think we got an upside with pretty much every single one of them. Rashad Bateman, Michael Thomas, Deandre Hopkins, all number one wide receivers in their respective offenses. Garrett Wilson could be Rondale Moore is going to get us through the stretch where Deandre Hopkins is not. And then from there upside wide receiver threes or wide receiver fours, Julio, Josh Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, and still a free agent, uh, William Fuller. So, Dwayne, man, I like it and I feel like, you know, we're going to tweet this out again for the third time. I I would just be other than your point where we are a little old here. We are a little old unless you're just out on some of these players. I think it's another one that's pretty hard to disagree with, man. Like I'm not saying that we're just a runaway favorite to win this entire competition with this team, but we have we went strong at pretty much every position. I think this team is arguably has a higher floor than our other two because I don't. I don't think we're quite as reliant on one position group um, the way we were there. Thanks to I think again, kidding. Like literally, man. I think every single wide receiver target we had from rounds nine on, we were able to get land, get to land to us.
1: Yeah, and I think the key is you know adapting your strategy um, again. And we've talked about this, this is why we did the you know folks can go back and listen to these you know where we talked about strategy across every position group and understanding where the value pockets are. Um, I'll be updating those articles just because, you know, some of this can change, but at the end of the day, your roster construction is, you know, you know a lot of it ends up being based on how you start the draft. And because the value came to us at Henry ETN Connor, I love what we were able to get with Bateman, Michael Thomas, not something that you can necessarily do all the time over on something like underdog, but over here on FFPC, like you can get close, like with those players on underdog, but on FFPC, just knowing like the values of the players and where they go. Like I still felt, even though when we took James Conner, like the name and it's funny because you said it too, the name that immediately popped into my mind was like, well, worst case, like we can reach for Michael Thomas in round five, best case. We're going to have a shot at two of these receivers, um, which you said, as soon as we took James Conner, And I felt good about that. The other thought was honestly, Deandre Hopkins and the suspension, you know, knowing that, you know, and not that we want to go the first six, six weeks without someone, but if you can start a build like this, and again, it was value, Ian. Like, we didn't force any of these picks. Every single one of our first four picks were past ADP. And so when that happens, um, and it just works out, and you can get that right, you know, you can get a maybe a potential unique build, even though it may be some players that uh, – when we tweet this one out, I promise you, like, there will be more negativity around this one because we'll have a lot of people that don't like Derrick Henry. You have a lot of people that say James Conner sucks. Um, You have a lot of people say, oh, Michael Thomas is your wide receiver, too. You guys blow DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing for six weeks. So look, there's there's negatives, but we didn't stop there. Right. You know, we come back, we get listen, Kareem Hunt. He could end up being we could be starting four running backs week one, (laughs) you know, not not necessarily bad in this format. Um, You know, Hopkins, yeah, he's going to miss those six weeks. But we come back and we infused youth with Garrett Wilson, Rondell Moore, Isaiah McKenzie. Josh Palmer, all these other guys you talked about. So ultimately, like the way we built the roster out, you know, based on the way we started, I really liked, I loved how reading the board, um, taking Bateman first, letting Michael Thomas come back to us, little things like that really help a roster like this when you start with, you know, the four picks that we did. So just say it so people can just remember it when you're in the draft. Like, that's why we're doing these. Yeah, Ian and I want to win money and we're having fun here. But at the end of the day, we're, we're recording these because we know you guys like them and just thinking through like, what are the things we're, we're monitoring. And a lot of times in today's draft world, because so many people are used to underdog and they're just on their phone and they're taking 30 seconds to pick. They don't, a lot of this stuff has kind of gone by the wayside. (laughs) You know, people aren't paying attention to a lot of these things. We did it again with the Brady pick, like with Brady, like if you're sitting there and not, and, and again, we were in, we were in round 10 So it's going back towards, you know, the one hole, you know, the guy that drafted first in the, in the league, we took Rondell Moore, but everyone to our left, everyone, except for one team had a quarterback. And so when you see that, then you're like, okay, my odds of Tom Brady coming back, even though he's probably already falling. Right. They're better. And so those little kind of things can go a long way that allows you to go ahead and take Rondell Moore. You still come back and get Tom Brady. We got a little lucky. The guy in front of us took Derek Carr. Uh, and it's because he has Devonte Adams and he already had Jalen hurts. So he double stacked QB, um, which was the way we end up missing on Brady is if someone does that, but fortunately he did it with Carr. Um, you know, I mean, the other thing we looked at when we made the Brady pick, you know, is the guy without the quarterback did not have any of the bucks. So it wasn't like it was going to be super tempting for him to stack Tom Brady. So again, just little things, but it can go a really long way. A little thing, like they may seem little, but you get three or four things like that that you're taking advantage of in a draft and they don't always work out. You're just trying to create percentages to get the best mix of players. And the last thing I'll say about it, and you guys can go back and see it, you know, with the tiers and stuff, it's again, not just about who's at the top of your tier. There's a reason that we have tiers, and you got to pay attention to ADP, know the room that you're in, maximize that. Cause I don't care if other people are drafting off of other people's lists and other tiers, just like we're doing right. That cue still impacts people and when they see those names at the top of the queue they're more likely to take them even if they're lower on the list they're looking at so you got to give yourself a shot um you know especially when they're in the same tier
0: did you see a team or two that you especially liked Dwayne personally i thought sunrun 2022 out of the 4 spot yep, and that was
1: my other favorite
0: i thought biff number 3 was solid enough out of the 6 spot
1: yeah, I like Biff number three. Got a value on Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, again, the, kind of the starts we like f- uh, for those teams. You go Eckler, you come back with Pitts. You get T. Higgins, we love. Terry McLaurin, we love. And Ross, St. That's Brown. That's what I'm saying. Then you get Mahomes at a discount. Uh, you get a depressed ADP, Antonio Gibson. You get a an ADP not not as depressed. we got damian harris in around nine the other night but but still, still round damian he's harris yeah, round eight and so you probably have an rb2 comes back with russell gage a guy that's fallen a little bit but you know a player that you and i both like and then you get the upside backs with isaiah spiller Tyrion davis price that's like a team that i could see us drafting like yeah. i could totally see that uh i agree on sun run you get justin jefferson you come back with Kamara. Then you get A.J. Brown. Then you get the upside, uh, you know, dual threat back in Brees Hall. Jerry Judy now playing an every-down role. Then you get Dallas Goddard in round six, tight end premium. Drake London, Brennan, Christian Kirk, Cole Komet to double up tight end. We probably wouldn't have made that pick, but it's okay. You're in a tight end premium. If there's time to take Cole Komet in round 10, it's now. And then just hammers uh, hammers the running backs. Gainwell, Pacheco, Jamal Williams, Zamir White, Eno Benjamin, um. So yeah, I really like that build. First quarterback.
0: Another... First quarterback was round 18 with Tua, and then got Matt Ryan in round 20. If you're gonna do pure late round QB, man, like I probably would have gone for like, like why take? I guess he didn't get a chance to get Justin Fields. That was probably the hope. But even before that, man, like why take Eno you know, Benjamin over Justin Fields or even Kirk Cousins? Like at that point, that would be the only thing. Like I think they went a little too far
1: with the zero QB. Like, take you know, take easily take justin fields over austin hooper there's no reason to take austin hooper definitely yeah just don't think to yourself yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> sorry i, I would it's even know benjamin anyway that they would have had to take in over that they would have to take over fields just uh, hooper you get to the
0: round you get to round 15 and you still have a couple of these guys available you proved your point just take one that's all i'm trying to
1: say well and again it's the rushing upside of fields like he's the one yep. that if everything goes right You could, and you, he could have had Aaron Rodgers in round 14, you know? Yeah. Um, so I agree. That's the one thing, especially when people gift it to you, you made your point, you waited, you waited, you waited. And then you, that, that's the point when you're like, see, I told you guys, you guys are a bunch of idiots. I got Aaron (laughs) Rodgers in round 14 instead. You Pushed it even further, and you know, up with Tua and Matt Ryan. So, yeah, that's yes, what I was I saying agree.
0: before. Where you know, Cousins, Fields, and Rodgers went so late. Luckily for us in this draft, like no one really took advantage of that. Uh, this guy had the chance to the rest of the team was good. Hey, maybe Tua and Matt Ryan, or even a free agent quarterback still out there, can give him uh, what he needs there. But again, I we really liked a lot of the earlier picks there. Just uh, craziest man. pick you saw. Don't
1: be a hero. Um. We talked about Pollard, middle round six earlier. So I don't know if you saw another one, like will, Dylan going, I, <laughs> Dylan going, early round five.
0: I will say I know it's tight end premium, but uh, Dalton Schultz going round four, just kind of it. I was going through the team and they started McCaffrey, Fournette, Chubb, and I, I was like, you know, Chubb, I don't know, but RB fourteen, okay, I guess I saw Schultz, and I just kind of stopped looking at the team. Uh, <laughs> but for, it's for not bad. It's one. it's
1: Marquise Brown, Adam Thielen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, we're not crazy about Robert Woods. You know, Claypool has some outs, like as a player. Um, but yeah, know, it's uh, but it, the, yeah, and that's <laughs> it's tight end premium, so people are going to do it. It's just it's a little more
0: understandable. But yeah, the AJ Dillon one was early. We saw uh, Tony Pollard went RB twenty three as well. That was awfully early, even for you know. I tried to defend the guy against Dwayne, but it's a little bit tough when he's going to middle of round six here in a tight end premium league. So I probably doesn't deserve to be the Dalton Schultz one did so you, you're such the AJ dylan one worst pick. Hey, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Ramondre no, J-
1: the worst I, it's the it was it's you know it's it's uh surprising like i like getting, seeing
0: Ramondre Stevenson go early round seven like before to the same seven. guy
1: or to yeah, the same player Jesus. um that took that took Dylan. Now look he kind of gets bailed out because Josh Jacobs falls to him and then Clyde Edward Zelaire falls past ADP. So like they kind of offset it. Like he's, yeah. you know, not that you necessarily want those players, but he got value on two other players. If he switched,
0: if you flip flout, like you wouldn't really think twice about it.
1: Right. Yeah. Of course we wouldn't like the Josh Jacob picks. So, you know, we wouldn't, and we wouldn't like the Clyde pick probably if they were flipped. So I guess what I'm going at is like, sometimes I try to figure out like, what are people thinking? Hmm. And my thought is maybe he just wanted the upside guy first. And he just thought, I really don't care who I get out of David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. I just want to make sure I have the upside play in A.J. Dillon, right? Especially with how these guys are flipping around now. Um, So I think there's always a way that you can think about planning out if you want to build your roster a certain way to do it. Um, And so maybe that's what he had in mind. And maybe he had already plotted that out in his mind. We'll give him credit for that, at least.
0: I'll bring it up if you want, Dwayne. Alan Lazard, wide receiver 36, middle, around seven before (laughs) I'm from uh, Devonte, I, I, Hopkins, Tony. I, I just, you know, even a Lave. I, I'm taking a lot of those don't, guys. Don't ahead take, of... don't
1: take Alan Lazard over Kadarius, Tony. Come on, come people. on. Like just, like, just seriously, you, now? you, you can watch 15 seconds of film on Kadarius, Tony, and it'll change your mind. 15 seconds. I'm telling you, that's all you need. That's, that's all a, you need. And you will a, change your mind. You don't even have to be an analytics, bro. You don't have to listen <laughs> to Dwayne talk about breakout profiles and all that BS. You can flush all that down the toilet. Just turn on Kadarius, Tony for 15 seconds and enjoy life.
0: Dwayne, I think that's going to wrap it up, my friend.
1: Draft number three,
0: complete. What do you got on PFF.com sweep?
1: Yeah, we got a few things coming out. Actually, today I wrote up an article about what if you do start with three running backs in your draft? Oh, uh, yeah. We technically started with a tight end and three running backs, but I profile the type of guys you would want to make that start with. Uh, it's not just any three backs. Then I profile the likely combinations you could make from early, middle and late position. And then I also just profile how the rest of your team may play out based on what ADPs look like, um, like what some of your builds could look like, um, how you might look at receiver, you know, what you, even, even like uh, even examples of how you could actually even do that and still come back and get a decent tight end and quarterback and still feel okay about your receivers. So I'll have that up. Then um, tomorrow I'm actually writing the same article that if you start wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, what will that look like? And then we will have an updated top 150 hitting on Wednesday. Ooh. And then man, like going to be hanging out with Ian soon, uh, yeah, later buddy. this week, uh, we're going to head out to the fantasy football expo. So just praying that like a bunch of injuries don't happen in preseason while don't I'm sitting that. there, knock on, on my wood. Lap, knock on wood, just a, cause we don't want players hurt B. Cause I don't want to be stuck in my, uh, hotel room, <laughs> staring at a little laptop screen, trying to write up, you know, 2,000 words on all the injuries.
0: <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, we were hearing some nightmares from uh, Rich when we were podding today about just the amount of flights that have been getting canceled lately. I, I I don't want to talk about it. I can't imagine it. But you know what? If you get stuck in Canton, bro, we'll just go to Cincinnati, have a grand old time. Going uh, to the hardest um, manner. That's what I'm talking about. All right. On PFF.com, I am just running through a bunch of stuff this week where... I'm trying to do at least one or two cool studies in the article, give, you know, some background on the players and actually make my pick on the question I'm asking while also giving kind of, you know, some of the honorable mentions. So who is this year's premier late-round quarterback? This year's PPR exploiter running back. This year's undervalued running back set up for a huge workload. The must-draft handcuff, the third-year breakout wide receiver, the target hog wide receiver. Again, a bunch of, you know, SEO probably shit that, you know, I normally feel icky about writing because I want to be more creative and do something different. But you know what? I do think they are fair questions. And it's August 8th, Dwayne. You know, it's just the, this is the point of the offseason where I feel like, you know, we've we, we've unloaded like every single clip we got. We got like half of one left. We're seeing what we got out here whole slate of preseason football this weekend i cannot wait we are going to be uh you know back by the end of this week starting to preview some of that just kind of the main practice and not practice the main preseason storylines we're looking forward to trying to get something out of and join's gonna be back with the first utilization report of the year uh soon thereafter so make sure you keep tuning in we'll continue to be back more guests more strategy more drafts more goodness just trying to you know Win a lot of money on our own, and hopefully, uh, win a bunch for you guys as well. So, for Dwayne, I'm Ian. Thanks so much for tuning in to the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody.